right, calm down, you twat. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Phosphex Party. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Where's the compulsory three-month gap before the next one? Haha, <laughs> not this time, mother lovers. We're going straight back at you after about six or seven weeks. So how are we all I doing? I don't We've think got... it's been that long. I thought it's been like a month. Yeah. I don't know. It's certainly, it's certainly shorter than the gap between that. I mean, the we've got to get this episode finished, finished recording and edited and get out there. So, you know, it's been it's four weeks oh, yeah, since yeah, we've yeah. released. Okay. Is it been four weeks since we released the last one or we recorded the last one? I can't remember. I don't know. I it's think it's been recorded, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. It's immaterial. On, on the basis that um, the last one was, the one before the last one was months ago, like <laughs> pre lockdown. <laughs> this one half a year is, ago. Yeah, this one might as well have been um, the day after the last one. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there we are. <laughs> Time cool. is relevant so what, after all. So all your favourites are here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, why don't you introduce yourself, starting with Ross. Hello. Anton. Hello. And Corona Jesus himself, it's Spencer. Hello there. Hello. Oh, do you... Were you in chat when we... Uh, no, because it was in the in the LARP chat. You know Kurt got, got Rona? Yeah, Kurt got the Rona. Kurt got yeah, the Rona. He, uh, he got so his yeah, Pencil Dick. His nickname is uh, Rona Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, which seed did he part? <laughs> well. well. <laughs> is, it, is it the 14th plague of Egypt? <laughs> No, the 11th plague, it was 10 plagues, wasn't it? 11 plagues of Egypt. That's a good nickname. I like that one. I feel like you know. Because <clears throat> we were like, oh, you're, not leave, you're not missing out. No, 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 more, of, <laughs> no more of us can catch it because we're going to run out of biblical figures. We'll end up with like Rona Kane, and that'll be the one that ends everyone. <laughs> Who's going to be Rona Judas? Oh, Who's going to betray Rona? Who's going to betray Rona? Anyway... Um, yes, so uh, what are we going to be talking about today? So uh, we'll do our regular intros and hellos. Uh, hobby chat. Um, so me and Ant again. Uh, we'll have a little bit of chat about some recent <laughs> releases. Um, then we're going to take a deep dive into the dark world of your minds into Ask Us Anything. You really are a bunch of aimly obsessed individuals out there. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then we'll um, we'll probably round it off by talking about future gaming and What's the future of gaming in a Rona world? Uh, admittedly, uh, with the vaccine coming soon, hopefully, and with at least a couple of us likely to get jabbed early doors, um, you know, what's what's gaming going to look like in 2021? We'll, um, we'll have a little chat about that. So, uh, going back to the top then, let's um, have a bit of hobby chat. Who wants to start? I'll go for yeah. it. Yeah, Spoons has been on it. Yeah, well, I don't say I've been on it. I mean, quite frankly, uh, I, when it comes to hobby, not just like heresy hobby, but hobby in general, anything related to do with my hobby, in it, I've been really, really bad because I've had like a load of apathy recently over the last couple of weeks, two or three weeks. So where I've just not been got the urge to do anything, like not even reading books or anything like <laughs> you that. You know why? You missed the first lockdown, so you didn't have the coping strategies that everyone else has. So yeah, we've, we've, you've <laughs> yeah. speed run lockdown over the past few weeks. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I don't know. I, yeah, like I said, I just you know, not, like I've, I've got books to read and I've got stuff to build and I've got plenty of stuff I can crack on with, but I've just not had the urge to do anything or get on with anything. And then all of a sudden, 
I can't remember what it was now, sometime this week, where I was just like, you know what, I need to, I'm getting fed up with this, I need to get on with something, I need to start doing something. And uh, I decided to uh, back up the, uh, the, the old airbrush, uh, mainly because um, I've recently had uh, new windows fitted, so my office had to have a bit of a move around, uh, to, and I had to pack up all my airbrush stuff to get it out of the way so the window fitters could get in. Uh, and when I got it all out, I was like, you know what, let's get it set up and let's turn it on and get it going. And uh, I've been, yeah, so I've, I've not been like, you know, bashing out, you know, golden demon level standard miniatures or anything like that. I've only been doing something as simple as under, undercoating stuff. Uh, so I undercoated some Primaris Marines that I've bought for doing like test paint schemes and stuff. And uh, then today I undercoated all my um, all my Heresy Epic stuff. Um, but I, I, I know it doesn't sound very exciting in terms of hobby, but for me, uh, it was more to do with like having practice with the, the with the brush and like practicing like brush control and stuff like that. It's, it might only be undercoating, but you still kind of get a bit of practice in like learning how the brush works and how your you know the paint comes through it. I've got the bigger needle now after the mess up that I did last time, so I've got that going and and you know just kind of getting into the into like a rhythm and a routine of how to do things and. You know how to clean up stuff and what to, you know how to apply it onto a model, and you know I felt like I've actually learned you know a decent amount just by having to go undercoating some stuff, uh, and also managed to get all my epic, epic heresy stuff done. Plus, so what have you? So what have you learned well, with the undercoating then? In, well, no, like I said, just general brush control, uh, like you know the difference in like you know where with how to use the trigger. And how how it applies and changing like the pressure and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not whacking up to forty and just going for it like you suggested. Ride the lightning. Uh, <laughs> Ride the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I followed Dan's advice and I got uh, like a, an adapter that's got like a an adjustable um, thing on it, so you can adjust the pressure at the at the brush rather than on the uh, rather on the compressor. Um, okay. So basically, I've been playing around with that to like get the idea of like. You know what? What's suitable for like undercoating, for example? You know, obviously undercoating doesn't require such a, a fine hand for, uh, for for airbrushing. But I mean, for me, it's great because I could just you know I've just been able to crack on getting undercoated stuff rather than to worry about being outside or you know getting a rattle can and it being like the right temperature or something like that. I've just been able to crack on with getting undercoated stuff. Um, and like, like I said, it's just that it's a it's not something I can really describe as such. It's just that feel that you get when you're using a brush. Um, like, yeah, it's, the the thing, tr- it's the trigger control. Trigger control the is other, the key thing. The other thing as Go well with, with, with airbrushing is, is because you're not physically touching the model with a brush, it's actually quite hard to kind of suss out where to the judge the paint. And, and that's and, the thing. I mean, like a, I say, it, even though I was undercoating, like initially you can get an idea of because it's obviously you know a bare model where the paint's going and like how it's been applied. Yeah. Like sometimes it was coming out, you know, way too fast and it was like pooling and. Sometimes it was just like a, a barely a coat going over it. So I've, over those uh, epic miniatures that I've been undercoating today, I finally kind of got towards, you know, kind of about halfway through, I started kind of getting into a feel for it and you know, started then bashing them out really a lot, a lot quicker because I was able to just kind of know where, what kind of like trigger control I needed just to kind of apply an undercoat straight away, you know, like which, even something as simple as like, you know, holding the miniature in a certain way and like, moving it around to kind of get the best out of the, you know, applying the paint on the, the brush. Uh, are, you using the, are, you, are you using oh. the new GW butt plugs or are you, you're just doing it by hand? <laughs> no, I've actually got a, a cork with a bit of blue tack on it for the sake of ah, those. Because uh, they're, they're, they're so small, 
Um, I, I don't own a book plug either. Um, uh, so <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> You're totally clipping that, Ross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, I just got I just got like a like a champagne cork and uh, put a bit of blue tack on top of it and um... fucking Lord Molds. <laughs> <laughs> what champagne cork? <laughs> oh yeah, it's just yeah, I just got a champagne cork from his breakfast champagne. <laughs> oh, I imagine dear. it was a cork from when uh, I moved into the house and kind of we all, you know it's become a tradition to crack open a bottle of champagne when I move into a new place. Uh, move into a new room, more like. I've never been in this room, room before. Let's celebrate, shall we? I can't remember I can... the West Wing. Bring, <laughs> bring the drinks, the trolley. This of what it used to be like with me with like coats and finding p- random pockets. <laughs> oh, the day that you found that pocket you didn't know about in that coat, I I could have gladly walked into traffic. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, so uh, hobby-wise, that's pretty much it. I mean, I've got the... I'm still waiting on parts for doing that Inquisitor model because uh, I'm converting mine up. Of course uh, you are. To change it around. Um, I mean, it wouldn't uh, be And I've got an idea way, of how I'm going to paint it. I've got, like, a... I've been re- researching, like, YouTube videos and <laughs> techniques remind- and stuff like that on how to paint re- it. Remind me again, when's that deadline? It's the end of December. Uh, New Year, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Christmas, I think it is. Yeah, Christmas, New Year. You've got six weeks, yeah? Yeah. Six six weeks. Yeah. That's that's, that's what I'm going to say. Oh, it's only a few hours, isn't it, Anne? (laughs) If that. Well, a few hours, smash it out. I think I I might have said out loud... um, and and I'll bash it out in a weekend. Yeah, if, if we take yeah. the thing is, like and, it's and not the, a painting and, contest. And more than half of us won't actually have it done. Yeah, no, it's oh, not yeah, a painting yeah, contest. I don't want to be Fucking one of those two half. pumps. Not going to get it done. What Nick? Two pump can't no. even get on a fucking Among Us call, let alone <laughs> finish his <laughs> fucking model. <laughs> He's too busy emptying I, dusty balls. I think Kurt, dusty I balls. Think Kurt, I think Kurt should do his painting for his channel. He should do. I don't even know if he's bought the miniature or not. Does anyone know why he chose the name he chose for that channel? Fucking Seasick Pirate. I like it. No idea. It's a good name. It's just. Whoa, holy shit. Jesus. Hang on. Did you just. Did your soul just. (laughs) Gesundheit. Excuse me. Go on, sorry, Seasick Pirate, wasn't he? Is it a Seasick Pirate? Seasick Pirate Studios is what he's gone yeah. for. I, uh, I was watching. I, I was know. watching his. I was watching his first episode last night. If you turn it up to like ten forty HP or whatever it is on YouTube, the quality is really good. Sound is. Oh, he's, 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 he's been he's been doing it for weeks. He's been editing and he's bought a new laptop and uh, camera and all sorts of things to yeah. make sure he does like a good job of it. He didn't want it to be like a just like a new bit. I don't know about high res, but if you watch it at double speed, uh, it's over quicker. <laughs> Remember, the thing is, Sorry. though, that, how, how he does the painting scheme would be really good for you, Spencer, to paint your Blood Angels nice and quick. Uh, it's not, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not Blood Angels. I've got, uh, I've got my Goblin I've got, Green Base um, ideas. One of the things I've been doing is, uh, as I usually do, has been, do, been researching stuff. So I've got a. Uh, a scheme, and I, I bought all the paints for doing it in this scheme for uh, for doing the Blood Angels, and specifically with an airbrush. Like, uh, like you did one of your own legion, yeah. 
you mean? Sorry, oh, what was that? Absolutely savage to deny. <laughs> you mean that you mean that project is still in the works? Yeah, like project, a lot of stuff, I've, it's always in the works. I've, I've, I've never seen any of your Alpha Legion even built, mate. That's even... the point, though. That's no, the point because... of Alpha Legion. You never see them. <laughs> That, I, thought that's that was kind Ra- of it, yeah. I thought I was. I thought I was Raven, not Raven. Is that Raven Guard or whatever? No. Called? What, what Spin's going to do is just going to put a load of really nice marble painted bases on the table and be like, "Here we are. <laughs> this is it." Or like the cardboard cutouts of like you know. But you can't. You can't on shit on him though, because their marble bases will be fucking exquisite. <laughs> like they'll be real good. <laughs> oh, sorry, go on, carry on. Ah, done. Oh. Move on. All right. Uh, no who's going next then? Uh, I'll go before you two like <laughs> bombard us with Derby stuff. Uh, yeah, similar to Spin, I've been working on the Inquisitor model for the paint something that isn't power armored, that's still power armored thing. Um, I've done a little bit more work on the Black Shields. I've got some Vorax, which upset you a lot when we were talking on WhatsApp. Um, that's about it. It's been a bit slow. A lot. Of, there's been. Because uh, obviously my partner is a teacher. Uh, two weeks ago, she was ill and presenting symptoms, so she went and got a test, which came back negative. But then her track and trace went off. So she's been at home for like two weeks. Um, so I've been spending time with her. Uh, and that's kind of dug into my hobby time a little bit. Not in a bad way. Like, I, I'm... You know, more than happy to spend time with, with my fiance. Quite happy to spend the end some time with your fiance, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just been a bit, you know, a bit stressful, a bit hectic. Uh so I've made a little bit of progress on my black shields. Uh finalized my Dark Angels list, which is gonna be a Serpent's Bane list. Um so what's so good obviously I'm I'm uneducated in this way. What what's Serpent's Bane? So it's one of the Dark Angels Rights of War. Um and the crux of it is I pick three units that I have to destroy by the end of the game. And if they're not all dead or have been removed from the table, I lose. Really? Yep. Wow. That's good. And you get to pick any- anything. Yeah. I could be like, right, your, your Praetor, that t- tactical unit. As far as I understand it, because I haven't got my cop, I haven't got um, book nine. Yeah. So I've just... I think Spin sent me a picture and I've kind of <laughs> read the best I can of the, the right war. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like an alpha, it's, a, it's an all or nothing type list. Um, the three things have to die or I lose, but like the, the sergeants and the characters in my list can all be scions of fire wing, which give them hatred characters, which then oh. give, they give to their units. Oh, what? And yeah. <laughs> Is that where you get to re-roll ones on the charge? Uh, I believe. Maybe, I'm not sure. It's it's, uh, hatred, uh, re-roll, all misses in the first round of combat. Sweet. Uh, And then, like, the other right of war bonus is um, three units, as long as they're assault marines or seekers, which become troop choices, get to infiltrate. So I've got... Yeah, I've got got two... Yeah, I've got two two ten man seeker squads, and then a fifteen man assault squad with my Praetor in it, and the rest oh, is dreadnoughts. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the only thing is, you can't assault after you've infiltrated. You can't, no, you can't, but they they get rage until the end of turn two. They get rage <laughs> as well. Yeah, they get hatred and rage. <clears throat> oh, what? 
fucking God. Jesus Christ. Hang on a second. What? <laughs> what? What makes the Dark Angels so good? Like, how, how the fuck have they managed to get these rules? They're just oh, real angry. To the first angry legion, my friend. Fuck. No, no, and. No, and you, you no, you you've missed you you're missing the point because clearly all the Dark Angels players are, are convinced, and you no, know, they would know that their rules are shit. Oh man, the what? salt is unre- is unbelievable. Yeah, hang yeah, on, I am I am I missing? Am I like hallucinating no, on LSD uh, or something? No, you, no, you're not, Ant. Um, but you know, internet's full of crazy people. That's all. Right, right. So, I, if one of the issues out that people have got. With uh, their rights of war in general, yeah. I mean, bear in mind they've got access to seven uh, specific rights of war for the Dark Angels, not yeah. not generic ones. Dark Angel specific I... rights of war, they've got seven. And yeah. one of their issues is the fact that uh, a lot of them have the requirement that you've got to you've got to upgrade characters to have the Scion of the Dark Angels thing, which is usually a twenty five point upgrade. Uh, yeah. So they don't like the fact that you've got to spend points on this thing that you've got to have that doesn't really usually bring a lot to the table. Um, but, I mean, it does, though. That's the thing. Like, uh, I, but I think quite, this is the trouble. Well, that's quite fluffy, though, in my eyes. It is. Well, it's well, really yeah, good. But it's not, to be not, honest not, with you, is it? To be honest with you, I'd pay 25 points to have fucking hatred on the first round of combat. As a world eater, I'd be power-wanking all over that. The thing is, like, Serpent's Bane, I think, is really good. Um, yeah, the, the death, weird, the yeah. Deathwing one is less good. Basically, any yeah. turn you don't hold an objective, you lose victory points. <laughs> That's good. I like the that. general consensus is that Serpent's Bane is probably the best out of the lot. Uh, what about the Ravenwing? But... Is the Ravenwing any good though? See, there's still some debate as to whether Ravenwing protocol is still usable because when they dropped the new version of. Um, the Night Lords one, it specifically said that the old version of this right of war is updated to this. But mm. in the Dark Angel section, there's nothing to say that these are the new rights of war and the, the old ones thing, can't be used. Uh, yeah, the key thing is that they're actually a different name. So the ones in the old book protocols, the Iron Wing, the Raven Wing, and all that sort of stuff, mm. they're actually like a differently named right of war. So it's not like they've gone, right, and it's now the Raven Wing protocol replacing this one it's this is a different raven win one and that's where the argument started happening because it's like some people so, say it, surely it replaces it? the old one uh, it, but it's it, actually a differently named one so therefore it's this, a new one but is, isn't there a thing to say that this book replaces this no book? no no that no. unless unless that's it's things like happens. like like we discussed last episode with the blood angels assault cannons like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if it's a newer rule, if it's a newer version of a rule with the same name, it supersedes then, yeah, then it replaces yeah. it. Yeah. But because there's mm. because it's not like Ravenwing Protocol, and then they've called the version new one the, like the Seeker's Arrow, I don't see yeah. why you can't use Ravenwing Protocol. No, it, <clears> specific, yeah, technically, they're, they're two different things and they've got two different actual abilities. So, it's basically just okay. a, they've got they've gained what another five rights of war on top of what they already had access to. The salty Dark Angels players are saying, like, everything's overpriced, the lion's shit, um, our rights of war are trash. And I was like, yeah, but, okay, don't use your rights of war if you're being salty. Okay. Don't use the lion if you're being salty. I mean, who uses fucking Lords of War much anyway? I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Just build a pride list. Pride of the Legion makes fucking Cenobian Terminators um, core. They make some fucking troops. Have at. 
just yeah. it, it really annoyed me so much and, and to a certain extent like the early night lord stuff really annoyed me before the book came out and they were all crying about how like they never get anything and then they got their rules and they were like oh actually you know we're, we're pretty we're in a pretty good place the mm. dark angels were all hype and then like a month after the book dropped certain individuals got really vocal about how shit things were and they started writing their own homebrew rules and they started telling really? the rest of yeah they started telling that. Them, it's like they made their own version of the rights of war and they've made their own that the, like air quotes fix forge world's mistake and it's like they if they made a mistake they'll faq it like stop crying the, every every legion has stuff in it which we wish were better Oh, of course, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely guilty of complaining about the Iron Warriors stuff. Yeah, but just you because you're legion... about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, what I don't do is go, guys, I'm just going to change the rules to make it work yeah. to what I want. I'll well, just carry on with it as it is and moan. But it's well, an argument that so. doesn't have any legs because they're like, sorry, Ant, I'll, cool. I'll make this point and then you can... Um, because they'll be like, oh, the, the companions in Terminator armor don't have a transport. Buy a Spartan from your heavy supports. Yeah. While you're moaning about that, everyone's not talking about how good the Interemptors are or how good the Synovium Terminators are. Or, you know, people aren't talking about the good parts. They're just focusing, just focusing on, on the bad. Yeah. like, what they don't like. And even though they... I mean, I think it's perfectly logical that, like, the Power Armor dudes have a transport option, and if you want one for Terminators, buy one elsewhere. Yeah. Because as we, as we discussed last episode, the I think the only... Terminators that can is like the fire drakes and they're fucking overpowered as a salamanders player i will put my hands up they are op as shit i think the iron I mean, warriors can take a spartan as a dedicated as well um i think there's a few for a command squad i'm not too, I'm not, too, I'm not too sure about not for a command squad which essentially the, like there. the companions are a command squad because they they take up that slot in my mind they take up that slot if you know what i mean they accompany I, I think it's the same old thing the we talked about before is that people expect an auto win button and they, they build up in their minds the, the the capabilities that they want to have and when it's not that that all of a sudden it's crap like it's not it's not like that there's not like they've just invented these rules in five minutes and filled it to to finish off the book you know they've been Planned all the this number of times I've seen people on the Dark Angels page say, "Oh, this clearly wasn't play tested. This wasn't play tested. This is a shit rule," and I'm like, "It's been in development for over a year. Like, it's I mean, been in development for at least two years. If it was meant to be longer, in because it was meant to be last, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So saying it's not <sighs> been play tested just because you don't like it is 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 it's just stupid. It's like a really you don't have a, you don't have a leg to stand on." And you're just being loud and obnoxious and filling the page full of your salt. You, and it you looks. So? Go on, Anne, sorry. I was, about, I, was, I was about to say, do you think it's because there were such high expectations of the Dark Angels being, as Spence says, the First Legion, they get all the toys, they get I all think, the I think it's also because stuff. they've had the longest wait as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, same, the players, same thing happened to the, the Space Wolves, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's Everyone any Legion that has. Best rules. Yeah, but it's any legion that's different. Like you look at, um, like the Empress Children, the Ultramarines, the Death Guard. To a certain extent, they follow the same kind of. They're just a, a legion, and then you talk about the Valka Fenrika. They're a thing. They're different. They're radically different. You talk about the Hexagrammaton and the First Legion. They're different. 
And I think people can't make the connection between the disconnection, sorry, between different and better. Like, just because the Dark Angels have the hexagrammaton and they have all these different wings and these different ways of like fighting doesn't mean you're going to put them on the table and immediately destroy your opponent. Mm, and the same as yeah, yeah, and it's the same as people that were complaining about the space wolves, and it's a, it's still a complaint that pops up very so often. It's like, oh, Russ was the Empress executioner, so why aren't the space wolves better? I, I think you've actually raised a good, an interesting point there. Is that, and I was just thinking about this before you mentioned it. The, like you, you look at the more recent uh, legions that have been released, so your Dark Angels, your Blood Angels, uh, and like you said, Nine, the Space Nine Wolves, Lords. the Thousand Suns, uh, and White Scars. Uh, White Scars. But do you think that they've got, got I don't want to say more, uh, more attention as such, but they've had more focus on them than, say, previous legions? So, like, but, like as in, uh, I think what I'm best saying is like pre. And post red books, for example, so the legion they haven't had to share the, the limelight. Yeah, so, so like you look at the first I... three books, and they've all that's like what six legions, seven legions, yeah. and then yeah, they, they, and they've they felt they feel if you if you look back and compare, like generally, do they do they feel like they've got um, like the more recent legions that they've got more? I mean, they've got the same number of units as such, but do you feel like their special rules have gained? I don't think like, so. Like if, if you did a straight comparison, for example, uh, uh, between uh, Dark Angels and Sons of Horus, for example, like Sons of Horus, one of the early legions that came out, you know, they've been around for a long time. You know, you, then you look at the Dark Angels with all the hexagrammatons and all the extra rights of war and all those little bits and pieces. I, I wonder if, like, what what's happening is that. You know, the Dark Angels have got quite a lot of attention because of, you know, they're the last one. But is it more the fact that they've gained more because they intend to go back to the other legions and add to them because of how long it's I been since they've... Do you mean I depth? don't think they'll go back. Yeah, that's, that's the best word. I was trying to think of the best word for it. Depth is probably the better word to I describe think, it. I think at I some point so. they will revisit the legions, whether it's a red book or I don't think there'll be another black book that has them all in until they decide to do no. Siege of Terror. No. Um, Depth-wise, I don't know. I mean, the, the Dark Angels have always had that. They've always been steeped in, like, mystery and the lore of what they were. They were the first Legion. They were the best, if you, like, think of it that way. And the same with the Space Wolves. They were different, and Thousand Suns were different. I don't think it's a case of, like, they've had more attention. I think it's a case of there's... there's you'd notice variants. Mm. Like, you look at the Death Guard, and, yeah, the, their unique stuff is all the stuff that they got from Barbarous. So, like, the Grave Warden Terminators and the um, the Death Shroud. They're really cool and characterful, but a line Death Guard Marine is exactly the same as an Ultramarine's one. Mm. Whereas a Thousand Suns line Marine is a Psyker on some level. A... Dark Angel's line marine is still a member of an order. He's still a member of one of the wings, even if he's just in his tactical squad. So, and obviously the Space Wolves have their own personal sagas that the, you know, the law has to kind of rep, like, re- represent. That's kind of what I mean. Is like, you know, as much as the early ones have their specialist units that kind of represented their character, I don't think beyond that and their, you know, their standard Legions of Starters rules... Whereas, like you say, I think the, the more recent legions after the Red Books, they seem to have got more 
individual character to the legions. But I think they're the legions that have always had it, though. They're the legions that have always had it. I think that's the the key thing there, isn't it? Is that because they've always had that and they were always likely to have that, they've kind of of been... It's like they're almost like they're like a level above by pure fact of the fact that those legions have got most character to there's, them. There's more stuff for people to froth about and get excited. Because, like, mm. Emperor's Children for a long time were just noise marines. And In terms of, like, 40k? Like, yeah, well, yeah, because that's all we knew. And then there was the Palatine yeah. Blades and the Phoenix Terminators. And the books, the novels, helped bring some depth to the legion, same as they did with the Death Guard, the Word Bearers, and, and you know, so on and so forth. And I think the the Sons of Horus background is woefully ignored by the player base. Like the whole Chthonian like crime, like the gangs, the gang culture. Um, In fact, Anvil's Jack is building a Sons of Horus kill team and he's using the, um, like the coins from the Warcry warband as the mirror coins Oh, that's cool. And it's little things like that that I think would elevate a little bit. Because obviously everyone's going to cover Dark Angels in heraldry. And mm. everyone's going to cover like their, their their fancy Blood Angels in the like the body-sculpted armour and the death masks and stuff like that. If Forgewell did go back and say, like, this is a black book, it's got all the legions in it, there's no new units, but it's just... Like this is purely color to do plates with, and stuff like that. Like historically, forty k. Like as in, like think back you know, to how long we've been playing. You know this game. You've got you know the Dark Angels, the Blood Angels. I mean, look look what we talked about last week, uh, last week, last uh, last episode. And, and you, you Space Wolves. So you Space Wolves, Blood Angels, Dark Angels, and I'd say Ultramarines. They've been like the Keystone Space Marines for forty k since time immemorial. It's, it's usually been one of those, or maybe a variant of those. I think Black Templar's got a bit of a uh, bit of uh, bit of shine in the uh, third edition, but generally, when you think back to it, it's always been the Ultramarines or Blood Angels, or they've been like the four core or first, uh, you know, first founding le- uh, chapters. And I think when you know, going into Heresy, they were bound uh, Space Wars, not Ultramarines. Space Wars, not Ultramarines. Um, so you look at it now, it's like, well, those traitor legions, historically, from a gaming perspective, as you know, all players, they didn't really have much part from what they got in, in the Chaos books. You know, you, you got a bit of background, but their character was all about what their current Chaos format was in 40k. So when it's come to, like, the Heresy series, where they, effectively they are essentially just a variant of a legion, they've not, they've not had that background that people have known for so long compared to say the dark angels that's why i kind of picked the sons of horus because before the heresy sons of horus were just like the black legion in 40k uh and they were their own thing it wasn't like people were generally going around going oh yes this is a sons of horus army because of all this background it was it's just a black legion army um and whereas Dark Angels, you know, you look at Dark Angels now uh, in Heresy, and, but it, you, you've still got those kind of links to the classic, you know, even like with the, like you say, the companions, they've got those kind of feathered helmets, which, which is a which is a nod back to like second edition 40k um, with Dark Angels. It, you know, they, they've got that. Stop trying to get through a door. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. Mortal- they're going to be dreadful in Zone Mortalis. Just get stuck on all the... <laughs> the kind of, yeah. Oh, I can't get in. I think it is a problem with the community not being able to reconcile the fact that, yeah, if a Legion has a lot of lore, it doesn't mean that the Legion's going to be overpowered. Yeah, um, they're not automatically the best because their law says that. Yeah, the I think I think everyone every time a new book comes out, and it won't happen again now because I mean, Dark Dark Mechanic comes next, but they're not a legion. Everyone's like, oh, uh, my my legions could be the next Thousand Sons, my legions could be the next Custodians. Like they're going to be overpowered, really? and you know, I'm going to be able to stomp. I think the games developers have been kind of bitten by that, you know. The the, the problem, you know, after the you know the uproar with Thousand Sons and Custodians. I mean, Custodians got a, a revamp in one of the. Platforms. I don't think that I don't think the uproar around Thousand Sons was deserved. <laughs> I, yeah, I just think, I mean, having played against Thousand Sons a few times, it's like I can see why people have issues because there's an it's a mechanic of the game that's the problem. Not necessarily yeah, the, the, psych- the psychic phase is the issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but well, that's well, that's where when they really that's when they released one point five, it could have resolved it, but they they kind of kept it as it was, which kind of you know was a bit null and void. So it was a bit of a, a seesaw. But anyway, so you were saying about you can have lots of dreadnoughts. Yeah, literally everything in, in the list. Well, it's, apart from, chat. <laughs> yeah. it's got the three units. It's a dark angels chat. That's all. <laughs> uh, three <laughs> units. A praetor. A apothecary to go with the jump pack squad, and then yeah. the rest is um, a contemptor mortis, two contemptors, and two leviathans. Whoa, that's going to be and like the, the troop choices you seekers as well, aren't they? Yeah, and are they, are they, they, is that sorry? Is that and is that list you know where you got the list where it's like the Walk of the Ancients, or whatever it's called? You know, with all the that's what I wanted first. Yeah, I was aiming and for a few of the ancients list, but yeah, but then with your list with all these. Well, I was going to say, with the all this with all these dreadnoughts, um, do you have any kind of negatives for taking all of those dreadnoughts? Is it just all what you've said so far? Uh, no, like the the right of war, the like as far as I can see, the biggest downside is you just auto lose if you don't eliminate the targets. Let me so see what, if I can find you, it. You're, that, so, for example, Anne, that, if, that's if, if Ross picks a uh, a tactical squad, for example, that he's got to kill. If one yeah. of those Marines is alive at the end of the day, he loses the game. Yeah, but the thing is... Regardless so of all the others that he's killed, he could kill the entire rest of his army, of that opponent's army, but if one tactical Marine is hiding somewhere and survives to the end of the game, Ross loses regardless. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't see that being a problem because all you do, you do focus fire on each one of those. You could kill, you could kill one of the... Yes. No, but the thing well, is, that's fine. No, it's, it's not it's theory. Just, as an example it's, of how... It's it's math that mathematics is on your side because if you if because, take sorry take I mean, my, my example was a theory. Uh, what I was trying to say was like the theory of potentially losing by one tactical marine. That's a potential. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way of yeah, losing. But, but the game, the it's the list is set up for an alpha strike with seekers. Yeah, so it's essentially what you do, and then you lean on the seekers' ability to pick a target and get preferred enemy against it, which means you're effectively uh, re-rolling everything. And if you and they also get um, there's something for arm penetration, isn't there? They gain. I'm sure they got something in that. But it, it wouldn't matter. You could give them all. Seekers can all have combi weapons. You can give them all combi yep. weapons, uh, nominate all the infantry, and blow it all away. Well, it's funny you should say that. One unit has <laughs> combi plasma, one unit has combi melter. Mm. 
Prosecution so, rescue, Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you have, so you choose one vehicle, one infantry squad, and then something else that's squishy. I'm going to say three, three units. That could be three rhinos then. Right, here we go. So uh, priority target kill list. At the start of the game, the controller player must select three enemy HQ elites or Lords of War, choose, or Lords of War choices as ah, priority okay. targets and declare the chosen units to their opponent. All units in this detachment that include at least one model of the sign of the firing special rules. So bear in mind, uh, all units in this detachment that include at least one model of the science fire. So that's one of those things where you kind of like, if you want to gain the benefit, you've got to have a sign of the fire wing in there. Uh, may add plus one to all wound or armor penetration rolls made against these priority targets. So if oh, someone's yeah, rolling, if, oh. if, if someone's rolling rocking dreadnoughts, you know, you've got to pick two dreadnoughts and an HQ or something like that. I mean, you could pick three dreadnoughts if they've gone, if they've gone, you know, like that down that route. And then you just wipe them out, or a, a Terminator squad, which is five men. You know, um, yeah. you know, you, you, so okay, so his plasma, his combi plasma squad goes for the Terminator squad. His melt gun squad goes for a dreadnought. Boom, two targets out of the three gone down. You know, well, and then, then he gets preferred have... enemy against characters as well. So pick an but, HQ choice. So, so it's three from, so it's three, it's three HQ. Or three elites. Or no, no, no. Three, three priority from... targets from that choice of uh, uh, options. So you can right, have a HQ okay. and elite, or um, or um, Lord of, Lord or Lord of War. War, or you could go three HQ or three elite choices, or, that sort of thing. My knight list would be fucked, wouldn't it? Because all of them are classes, Lords of War. No, uh, no you'd they be count on, as no. troops. Um, it, troops it, or it, fast it, attack, it, or it'd be irrelevant anyway, Ant, because they wouldn't be able to do enough damage against knights. Yeah, no, no, that's. <laughs> there would be a I, I, well, I don't know. This the Leviathan. Well, no, actually, no. They'd get taken out. No, you wouldn't. You'd get. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We've already established it. If you, if you, It'd just stop you to death to kill an average knight list. You've got. You need seventy six. Uh, no, seventy two glancing hits over the course of six turns, and there are very few armies out there that can do that. Very, very, very few. Certainly, consistently enough to be able to do that quickly. Yeah, it started life as a Fury of the Ancients list, or like a. And then it just kind of developed from there. You know yeah, what? Uh, I can't wait to see that on the field. I'll happily run my 120 World Eaters towards you. Yeah, that, that would um, be a proper frantic game. <laughs> 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 or like six drop pods of Avon calling. I'll be like, woo! And that drop pod, I still, I still have fucking Nam flashbacks to that game yeah. we played. Uh, um... At, uh, uh, the Heralds of Heresy Her- event. Yeah, that was wicked. That was that was wicked. Your face. That was it. Was <laughs> it was savage, but so much fun at the same time. It was like it was like a breeze block in a handbag. It I mean, amazing. it was basically me, me and Ross said we both kind of looked at you and we went, "Look at it, fucked." You. <laughs> 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 and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, no, because the thing that made. The thing that made me giggly is like because obviously with drop pods where you can you can put them and then they can't land on other units, so, so you, you put them, you exactly put them where you want. You're just like I'll put them wherever, and, and even if they scatter, yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? You know what I mean? And I thought it was wicked. It was a wicked weekend, but yeah, no, that sounds good. I like I like the sound of your list, that Ross. It sounds like it's it's going to be a, a brutal a brutal list with regards to like you know those three choices to make. It'll be so, savage, you know, but a smart a smart opponent or like an opponent that knows what's coming. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, th- I might catch someone out first time round and just GG them turn three, I th- but I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen me, often. I think the fun part is going to be 
that that tactical element right at the start that you've got to make those choices like I'll go for a unit terminators obviously not fire drakes but you know you know because they've already got five you know might only have five men plus an hq in there and there you go you got an elite and a hq choice in one shot there and just go yeah, all well, out for them and but the fire drakes pick, pick on fire you are, yeah obviously not fire drakes <laughs> yeah the butchers are good as well Mm. This is it. I do, Ben. But no, no, it sounds good. It sounds good. So, what about you, Ben? Dad, what have you been up to, Sunshine? For me, I've been painting yeah, shit man. for the people, essentially. What again? <laughs> I mean, me this time. Uh, no, actually, for you as well, Spin. You're including oh, okay. Titans, am I? Oh, oh I thought yeah, that was. I thought you'd done those my last time. Stuff. No, no, no. I finished one. I hadn't finished all of them. Oh, uh, so my apologies then. I, I yeah. thought you'd so, uh, not. Um, I thought you'd been able to take a break from that for a while. No, no, no. I've got to finish other people's stuff. So I'm painting other people's stuff. We won't go into details of who, what I'm painting for whom because it's. I always, I always feel bad cl- taking credit for painting stuff that's not wow. my own stuff. I don't know. It's an odd thing. I don't really understand it myself. Okay, Red, right, okay. So rather than rather than naming people, why don't you name the legions or or the units? No, that they'll be really obvious. Can I get away? Needless to say, about uh, six eighth of my time has been uh painting stuff for other people that's yeah that's three quarters isn't it yeah. but but have you three learned quarters. anything from it uh i never want to paint these particular things ever again <laughs> fair enough that's yeah. fair enough. that there is that the same is, as you is... never wanted to paint ad mech again though uh no well maybe maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly confident i'm never painting this uh, a legion ever again so but i have done some of my own stuff so what i've done is mainly preparations but coming down the pipeline on the express train uh that is dan's hobby activity we have got an entire uh riser admec army Jeez. Uh, which is 18 phalax two thanatars one of each what one with the plasma mortar one with the last cannon I can never remember which mm. one's Calyx, one's the other one. I can't remember them. I never remember which The Plasma Bombard. Plasma Dude. Plasma Dude and Giant Knob Cannon Dude. Then I've got uh, the Tech Priest and Shizzle and uh, two, four Castellax. And that's a, a Cybernetica army. So they are all built. Into sub assemblies mounted on cocktail sticks and ready to go, apart from the stuff that you've seen that I've already painted. Um, In addition to that, I bought some um, extra Mechanicum bits because, as um, I've been teasing you guys with for a while, I've I've designed a game uh, called Oh Yes, tentatively called Mechanic Quest, which is essentially (laughs) Hero Quest, but you're all tech priests. It's going to be honestly, you're going to fucking love it. Going to be but the so... hero question based it is it based on? I thought you were thinking no, it's of like Warhammer Quest. Well, no, it's Hero Quest slash Warhammer Quest. In as much as it's like a dungeon crawler with yes. a a kind of a class based development thing, but oh. you're all you're all tech priests, and it's set Searching during for archaeotech. Yeah, it's it's set during the um, uh, Horus Heresy, and you will have the option. There's there's uh, there's kind of like an intrigue phase where you can decide you you're ostensibly as a as tech priests are um undecided whether you're for the emperor or uh Horus um or indeed whether you could will use alien tech or not 
and as the game goes you'll get options where you can do stuff and then you can there's a kind of there's a bit of a uh, inter-team dynamic where you could if somebody decides to use they might decide to use Zenos tech on the side on the slide without really telling anybody else and you can kind of like play that off against each other so it's a team game but you're also playing mm. individually as well okay so what you say so cool. you're saying with a, you're saying dungeon crawler. Are you are you looking at like, say for example, on the Blackstone Fortress or Space Orc type board tiles? Uh, more more zone or tiles. So it, I'm not, it's not tile based in the sense that it will it's using sort of like distances. So you know you'll move like six inches and that can be uh, in any direction okay. and that kind of thing. Um, and think we'll use like standard templates for guns and stuff. But it'll have things like um, the the character developments like you um, like a paper doll. So if you imagine mm. like a, and then you've got backpack mounts, you've got weapon mounts, you've got two right. weapon mounts, you've got yeah, melee yeah. weapon mount, you've got um, other plug-in bits like scanners and uh, servo schools and stuff like that. And similar got, to the um, the dark or the dark heresy kind of character creation for the tech priest, that sort of thing. I, I don't know. I've never done that. So uh, I basically, say. you can just like upgrade yourself with tech and stuff like that okay well essentially what you've got is i think it's about um uh six or seven classes but um, so there's like one class that specializes in range combat one class that specializes in close combat one uh that specialize there's a special um resource that you use to activate and do different abilities and there's one class that uh, specializes in being really efficient at collecting that from the environment there's one class where you can you get uh you don't develop yourself per se, but you can have more than one minions. So you can have like servitors mm. or a big robot or, you know, so that's basically it. And then you've got your main tree and then you can potentially take stuff in other tech, in other disciplines, is it mech disciplines. But in order to do that, you have to spend more upgrade points than you would if you stay in your own tree. So anyway, mm. there we are. So that, that's coming. So I'm painting... So I'm painting some bits for that. I need I need basically a bunch of tech priests, which I've I've got the models for. Okay. Um, you can paint those up, and then I'm also doing uh, thirty word bearer breaches and thirty imperial fist breaches. I've got all the bits for those, and they're all built and assembled and ready to paint as well. But so it sounds like lots Christmas. of you like you sounds I've like got, got lots of stuff waiting in the wings, by the sounds of it. I've got loads of stuff queued up. I've just got to get mm. the, the stuff that I've got to paint for other people out of the way, and then I'll I'll jump so, on that. So out of, so out of all those bits you mentioned for yourself, what are you most excited to paint first? Uh, it's going to be the Rise of Mechanicum because it's uh, yeah. that will be using my jungle bases, which you'll have seen. Yeah, um, yeah, then yeah, I've made, made them really nice actually. Yeah, so uh, I think that finished. That um, I often say this about the last thing I paint, but. I think that'll be the best stuff I've painted at that point. Hmm. Yeah, nice. yeah. So looking forward to. I'm, I, I'm going to do those first. The the um, breaches. I'll, I can just. I've painted so many imperial fists and word bearers. Now I can just bang those out. There's no yeah. effort involved in doing those at all. Uh, but yeah, that's me. Got a few tanks to finish. Uh, yeah, I've got, I think I've got a couple more rhinos, a couple more sabers. To build, uh, to paint. Um, I think that's everything then. And then it's, I don't know, you think about new purchases at that point. Mm. Mm. True, very true. What about you then, Anton? What are you doing? Well, 
I've had a, I'm, I've, I've been a bit slack recently, to be honest with you, because the only thing I'm trying to remember, you know, when you're trying to think, what did I talk about last time? I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure that the only thing I've painted since last time we spoke was the three tarantulas that I was building on the last episode. They're now done. Uh, but they um, do look lovely. So they're on Instagram and all that kind of good stuff, as well as... Uh, the night atros is it the night atros or whatever I did I think I might have done that it was atropos. I don't know atros yeah whatever the dude with the atropos dickhead the, 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 the warp cannon as I call it so oh, I did funny that. enough just just as a linguistic point so hmm. the way you pronounce ancient Greek is you put the emphasis on the second syllable or the first syllable if there's only two syllables in the word so atropos would be atropos how you'd actually say it. Oh, okay. I learnt that this so, week. There you go. Knowledge is power and all that jazz. But it yeah, is. so I've got a, um, I've got a, um, so I finished that atros at, at, at whatever it is. I can't. Fucking say. <laughs> Atropos I've had too, or atropos. I've had, I've had too much. I've had too much rum today. Um, so I finished that dude, and I have got a, um, the brap, the brap cannon knighted um, to do the cast, castigator. Is castigator. Yeah, so I've got him to sort out. Um, I've got a levy on the table, um, a land speeder thingamajiggy. So I basically, it's just odds and sods. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just kind of like bitting and bobbing between all sorts of bits and bobs, really. So painting-wise, it's been really, really slack, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've, I've, I have struggled of late. Um... It, I was doubly doubly so with the release of Baldur's Gate three and then um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which yes, <laughs> which as has consumed some of my time. The, uh, Watching you and Lottie play Baldur's Gate has been really good. Yeah, yeah. my cantrips I... bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> do the guys do the guys know what your your character in that Let's Play is called? What Dan Galf? We have said Dan Galf. <laughs> I, I'm Daniel. Lottie's character is Badagast. Is Dan Gal from Badagast? <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. Now, hobby, hobby wise, it's been really, really slack for my recent there. So, I've got to switch off the PlayStation because I've managed to clock. Is it just Cause or whatever it's called? Just Cause Four, like oh, male yeah, Tomb yeah. Raider, the mate, like where you're, you're, it's a male version of Tomb Raider. Which was yeah. actually really good, so I kind of like ploughed through that, and then I was trying to get the Wolverine skin on Fortnite, which was fucking nightmare. And then two ten-year-olds managed to gank me completely and get it within twenty minutes. I was like, "Fuckers!" But um, <laughs> but that's it. I, I might have purchased myself a new Necromunda gang, so I'm waiting for ooh, that to be delivered. Ooh. Yeah. So so are the many top it... Go on. Sorry. Wait, 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 I was about to ask the same question. Right, so 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 far I've got Goliaths, I've got Orlocks. The Orlocks I'm yet to paint. I've done the Chaos Cults. But then going on the on the 30k chat, you know, when we were chatting a couple of weeks ago about it, I've decided to go down the word uh, the road of Car Cardor Cordor. Oh Cordor. Yeah, I like that. Really because no one else has merely mentioned those, and I was a bit like religious nutters. Yeah, I'll have a bit of that. And Isn't that what Steph's doing? Steph does them, yeah. But oh. 
Yeah, nobody cares what Steph does. I think there's, <laughs> there's not there's not enough gangs for everyone for them yeah. not to be double ups at club. I really want yeah. fucking Dan to do the slave ogrins as the uh, the gravy seals. Oh, gravy oh, seals, yeah. <laughs> fucking yes. Oh, yeah. that brilliant. oh, that slayed me. That did. That, that was that was good. But no, so yeah, apart, I'm waiting for those to rock up. And then what I might do is wait till, you know, post-December lockdown scenario, depending if we do come out of it on the 2nd, and then wander over to Warhammer World or whatever, and then just pick up the, you know, like the um, the little packs, the uh, weapons and head packs and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna There's some really some. cool stuff in the corridor one. I don't know, you see. The thing is, though, because I was a bit kind of like, oh, shall I go and shall I get them, shall I not, shall I get them, shall I not? And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I've not bought myself anything. The last thing I bought myself was in Dominus when it first came out and that was it and I was like you know what I'm sorry those three tarantulas and I was kind of like yeah I want to get something different just to kind of clean clean the palette off but then I've not actually looked at the rules in the Necromunda rule book yet but then I've also noticed there's no um there's no kind of a gang book for them yet so you've got Escher, Orlock, Goliath you've got well, they all have a gang book now no. no, he means the house's books. Yeah. Oh no, the house books. They've only got yeah. a couple of them so far, haven't they? Yeah, no, they've got. I've got, got, got the original gang book. Yeah, they've not got the upgrade book. Yeah, yeah but, but the I'll, original I'll... gang book was just the same as what was in the core book. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. But so, so you've got corpse grinders, but you've got the the enforcers. You've got the Orlocks, the Escher, and the Goliaths. So they're only missing the Lack and Cador of house books. So they're only missing two now. Yeah, I've got so, the Lack gang. Yeah, we'll I be. think they'll be early next year for if House of Artifice comes out for Christmas, which a lot of people are saying it will. House of um, Artifice, so what's that? That's the um, that's the house book for Vansar. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, the Tech Boys as well. But did you guys see the Fear Cat? Yeah, the uh, the Esh, that really was fucking nice. such a nice really model. Nice. Uh, some of the Necromunda, and the what about the Doc, the one with the um, the plague mask on? Oh, he's cool. I like him a lot. Yeah. He's expensive, but I like him. I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't look at his price. It's like twenty quid. But then, oh, yeah, the pricing uh, structure for Forge World stuff has gone a bit mad, hasn't it? Apparently, but what, what gets me is like. From everything I've read, their pricing matrix is based on like the number of parts. So you end up with like the um the Necromunda hired guns where there's three models that are only two pieces each. And they're yeah, like and they're like twenty quid. They're sub twenty quid for three models. And then you end up with the the new knights and <laughs> the um like the oh Necromunda Doctor. And they're like a thousand and sixty-two pieces, and they're like twenty plus quid. Those knights are seventeen pieces each. You get two in a set, and they're thir- what 36, 32, 36 quid. Two. It's just like what? what? Well, well, hang, hang on. Thirty-six pounds for two. Let me. I'll double check, but they were like thirty. They are more than thirty. They quid work out to be like knights. seventeen pound each. Holy! I am shit. out. <laughs> But aren't they aren't they about the size of a like a Primus or normal Marine? Yeah, the size of a normal Marine. They're small lads, but like I don't know. Oh. The, the the thing is, 
a lot of people defend Games Workshop as pricing by saying no one does it better. Plenty of places do resin better than Forge World. So, like, either provide the... And no one can give me shit on this statement because the amount of Forge World I own and the amount of money I've spent with Forge World, sit down. Like, your comments are not, like, called for. Either up your quality and stop sending out kits that need us to spend, like, multiple hours and a hot fucking air gun and boiling water to make fit together. I say us, I mean Keith. And... (laughs) Uh, you know, if the price is high, match it with quality. Or accept anyway, that the 30, it's like thirty-two pounds. Sorry, thirty-two, 32 yeah. pounds. Accept that there are issues with some of the kits, or that it's going to take time for people to, you know, make them usable and bring the price down. Mm. Yeah, but we'll never bring the price down, though, will there? I don't know. I think there comes a point where they they'll have to. Because there'll come a point where they make themselves too expensive, and even the most diehard heresy player or like collector will the, stop. Let's go back to the yeah. discussion that we, I think we've had in our chat group about like the prevalence of say three D printers now. So mm. at some point, there's going to be a tipping point where Games Workshop are essentially going to be compete with people just printing their own stuff. There is yeah. almost certainly already an STL for those nights because they're 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 in forty k, so people have made kits for them so someone is going to have made it and scaled it down and do i agree with it not really like i don't mind if you print individual pieces i don't mind if you're printing something which is a like brand new design but the moment that you kind of print it's the whole kind of like would you steal a car like you remember from the old like dvds and oh, videos yeah would you download a car absolutely would you download a car <laughs> fucking watch me i mean christ they've built a car they've built working cars like full-scale working cars out of sodding lego now yep, yep. <laughs> but at the same time well, then, if someone wants to print off their knights cool i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to play you i'm not going to give you hmm. shit i i personally wouldn't do it but yeah i mean I that suppose, might change I suppose it depends on the scenario and the situation because, like, say, you know, so depending on your, say, for example, your hobby budget or your free of, you know, like your, your the amount of, you know, free cash you've got, it's like, you know, in I would love to buy a legit Warlord Titan, but that costs more than my fucking car that's sitting on my drive. And the fact that I've printed one out, you know, yeah, it took nine months, et cetera, et cetera, but I've got one printed out, so it's sitting next to fucking Gary looking all great and lovely but i'll well that's the closest i'll ever own in like a super heavy that size but then i can i can save up and get like a a falchion or or, you know like one of the big tanks for marines and i'll know that i'll get table time at some point because it it's a bit more easier to bring into the game rather than three thousand points of fuck you and that's the difference i've just realized that perhaps i've been fucking conditioned by the uh the Adeptus Titanicus 2018 page. <laughs> because I give no fucks that you printed that Warlord. That Warlord is mm. dope. That does not make me feel bad. But the moment I said, oh, people are going to print the knights, a little part of me was like, that's illegal. That's illegal. And I reckon it's because every time it gets mentioned on that Facebook page, all fucking hell breaks loose. And yeah, I've just been conditioned to be yeah. like, that's bad. 
<laughs> well, then the thing is, though, it's, it's the level of badness. It's the classic, isn't it? When when you used to, when when you can download music or you can download films and or DVDs or stream, you know, live sports channels on a Cody box or whatever. You know, yes, you're always going to get the elements of, you know, it's illegal, but it's not that bad in inverted commas. But then when you certainly go down to the point of where it's harming IP or kind of it's, taking business away from the company. It's a level it's, of acceptability, isn't it? Yeah. Well, then, it, well, then that's so a personal morals, isn't it? Like going back to what you said about downloading music, you know, uh, at first it was, oh, you, can't, you shouldn't be downloading music because uh, you should be buying the CDs because that supports the companies, which is, you know, all legit and whatnot. Eventually, yeah. what they did to counter that, they, they basically created this, the download, you know, the, the official way of downloading stuff. Is, you know, streaming As someone stuff who's like worked Spotify in the music that. industry, that was a bullshit argument. Uh, well, like, yeah, the, but it was the argument, wasn't it? You know, that was the argument. But it, regardless of whether it was actually true or not, that was the argument. But what happened was they, they, the industry adapted. And, well, if people are downloading them anyway, let's get them to pay for downloading it instead. And that's where you're like your true. Spotify's and then streaming sort of services started coming into it. And that's what's happening with TV. You know, it used to be buy a DVD of a film, buy, you know, a TV series box set on DVD. DVDs are starting to die off because you've got the streaming services instead because it's well, look, easier look at, and at, more accessible. But people pay a, a habit. That's starting to happen with um, 3D printing. First, it was like, oh, what free files can I get? But people are now a bit more willing to kind of support a Patreon for people that are designing these I things think, to get the files. I think the, pro- I think the risk that companies like GW have got with 3D printing is, is they don't have a monopoly on talent anymore. No, so uh, true. Uh, to go back to what Rob we was have saying. all we have all seen, we have all seen original stuff that people have produced that literally blows the latest stuff that GW and Forge One have released out I of mean, the water. A great example of that out of the is water. that I started following a Patreon recently of someone who's basically scratch designing um, towel suits, like towel battle suits. And it's like everyone's gone. These are amazing. This is what games should be doing is like the advancement of Tau technology in the game. But they're not doing it. They're just keeping us with the old design that's been around for you know ten years or so. You know, but I'm happy to pay you to download these files. I can print myself because they're more like what I want them to be. But I think that's the point I was trying to make with the whole like your quality doesn't match the amount you're charging. When it comes to their plastics, they're unassailable. No other company makes plastics as good as Games Workshop. That's a fact. Yeah, that's legit. But they still charge far too much. They would still sell more if it was cheaper. And they'd oh, still make, entire they'd armies make off, profits. Off the fat if it was slightly cheaper. Yeah. Like, but when you look I've at, look at their specialist games stuff, their specialist games, like the Necromunda stuff, is fucking really, really good. The quality is really high. Yeah. The Blood Bowl stuff, even though I'm not interested in the game, quality is really high. And then, uh, like, the Aeronautica and AT, all really high-quality stuff. But then you get into, like, the nitty-gritty of a marine-sized model costing 17 quid. Because it's made out of resin. Yeah, but, I mean, even comparable to, like, a Space Marine Chaplain, which is, like, 20 quid for a single model in a box. It's injection-molded. It's made of plastic. And, the you know, that... the box art, the everything that goes into it, that puts extra on the price. You look at that night, it's been made with resin that probably cost like 20p for the amount of resin that's gone into it because resin is cheap. It's spun mold, so it's not even using new technology. 
it goes in a plastic clamshell pack with a single leaf of artwork and they're charging 17 quid for it and you and the worst thing is that chaplain is value for money because arguably you only need one you need at least you know two four for a banner of knights as an example of this like i've held off on doing my um armor breakthrough because i was like oh i'm excited to do this and then went to go and buy predators and they're nearly 40 quid a tank now like i remember when those were like 25 quid i'm sure they were yeah everyone remembers the halcyon days of a 10 pound rhino oh you know that's the entire army i've held off uh, not building and buying because i'm not willing to spend what best part of 150 quid on four models just so i can have the army so i you know my choice is do I actually bother with the army? And therefore, they've lo- not only are they losing out on those that, that sale, but also the potential for other models I'd buy to put in that army. If that makes sense. The pricing's all weird, man. But, but yeah. then at the same time, you don't want to pay 20 quid for a tank, but you'll drop like... Whatever, quid whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever it is for the resin marines from Workshop. Uh, from Forge World, sorry. <laughs> I think that and this is the thing you make a really interesting point there, Spencer, because you're saying like you know forty quid for predator and this kind of stuff, and we're saying seventeen quid for a knight or thirty two quid for the box and, and like twenty quid for the dock or or you know whatever it is for that chap the the chapping on the bike is fucking amazing. I love it. <laughs> if Santa wants to bring me one, drop it down my trim there. But um, it's only the thing the, the whole thing, Don. But the whole the whole point of what we're discussing, it's we're, you're only willing to what you pay for it if it's worth it. So say for example, mm. I've got no problem spending um, I don't know, say for example, buying something for Necromunda or buying something for 40k or buying something for Heresy or buying something for Carnavelli or k47 or you know victory or whatever i'm kind of collecting at the moment or gates of Ante, you know i'll quite happily spend x y or z on it because if i want it i'll buy it mm. yeah but then but it's but it's ultimately when you kind of take a step back and like spencer just said where he's worked out you know if you're going to buy an army it's going to cost you x x amount of pounds then you have to kind of do the factor of you know okay so it's going to cost me you know okay. it's, well, yeah, i think it's going to cost a, me as an example, like so, um, you just mentioned K forty seven. So that army I'm looking at getting uh, for K forty seven, it I can get a full army for what two hundred between two hundred two hundred fifty quid. Right. Oh, yeah. So you compare that to say my armor breakthrough list, a hundred and fifty pounds. Well, more than one hundred and sixty pounds of that is just on the on on four tanks for that army. That's not the rest mm. of the army. That's not. HQ. I mean, yeah, admittedly, I'm trying to use as much as what I've already got already. But, you know, yeah. if I was starting out, that's, you know, I mean, we, we, we don't want to get into the argument that we know Harris is expensive. But I'm talking about the plastic kits part of that. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about the Forge World Spartans and stuff like that. I'm part talking of about it is. A Predator tank to like, do that we, army. We were discussing Tombstone like yesterday, the day. So I went and had a look at Black Scorpion. I had a look and I was like, right, it's nine. It's like it's nice ten, stuff there as well. 10 quid for four, like, skeleton cowboys. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. You know, I'll have a, you know, there's, there's like, four sets and a mounted dude. So I'm looking at, like, 50 quid to get all of their skelly stuff to play the game. Cool. That, you know, that, that's a buy-in that I'm okay with. 
Mm. Necromunda, the same. If I want a gang box, that's 20 quid. If I want the upgrade pack, that's, you know, another tenner. If I want these, um, like the mercenary packs, that's like another 10, 15 quid. But then I've got everything that I need. Mm. And anything on top of that is my choice to then pick up. When it's... And I suppose the same is applicable to the the knights. You don't have to get them. I'm not going to because I don't like the price point. But it it's less okay, in my opinion, when it when they make something that is core to playing one of the games massively expensive for mm. little reason other than profit. And I know they've got to make a profit because they're a business. I'm not. I'm no. I'm not that stupid. I suppose based on that, my my example of the armor breakthrough, this is a bad example because it's a specific type of army that's available to me in the game. I don't have to play it. So I'm not forced to buy Predators. It's just, if, oh, if I want to play that right of war, I am kind of forced to buy Predators. But, yeah, well, but, you, but you... as a game, I don't have to, I don't have to buy that army. But it's like 30 quid for a tactical squad and we don't have a starter set. No. And it, well, it feels the... it's starting to feel egregious now that the prices keep going up and there's no support. But 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 ultimately, it's like I say, because this is because this is a hobby, this is a luxury hobby. You know, we're all very very fortunate fortunate to be able to kind of afford these kind of prices. You know, when we want to be a bit extravagant, like you know, when I did my armored breakthrough list for the world eaters, you know, I, I look at what's on my shelf. I could basically pay my mortgage for a month with what's on my shelf. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think and, I'm yeah. I'm thinking more about how the game grows because, yeah. like, um, we kind of segued into the knights thing in a weird way, and it wasn't the point I wanted to make about the knights. Was I've seen comments from people being like, "Oh, I want you know, I want to start a knight household, but if it's like thirty two pound for two models, I can't afford it." Yeah. Um, and then there are people like, "Oh, the titans cost more." It's like, yeah, but you only need one warlord. Yeah. Like. For a maniple, you only need like two reavers. They're not. I mean, you know, I mean yes, like, if you look at it, if you a want luxury to start... item and they're priced as such. If you want to start Titanicus, you've got a starter set that has Titans in it. Boom, you, you know that plus a warlord, and you're pretty much ready to start playing a game. If you want to play a knight army, they've also got a starter set for that. It works out pretty good. I mean, that's why I picked one up because I thought that's actually a really good deal for what you get in there. If you Is want the to starter do set a... still available. Uh, I'm not. I'll have a look. But while we're talking, but uh, I mean, like, it's like the um, it's if you wanted to do the Mechanicum Knight list, you know, ar- army, that's where it gets ridiculously expensive. You don't Mechanicum have to. Knight. Uh, that's the, the Knights oh, we're talking about. Oh, as, as, as ones. in the they're, they're Mechanicum. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're because they're my pure complaint resident. is the same about the um, Aeronautica Valkyries. Vultures, yeah. sorry. Like, there's no need for them to be that expensive. My my complaint is that they modify the price based on the number of parts for no apparent reason other than stealthily making something more more expensive. And it's not even like they can defend it on the fact that they have to pay their sculptor because it's all CAD work. So it's not any extra work for this sculptor to make the model, then decide how it breaks down, and then break it down and re-sculpt any, any damage done to it because it's all done by some other dude in a different department. And it just aggravates me, that's all. Like, I don't see why 
it has to be priced that way for any other reason than greed. And it's now starting to affect the growth of certain games. Mm. And it, I don't like when games that I'm playing and enjoying begin to have models that are exclusive to people that earn over a certain amount of money. It smacks of, like, pay to win. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Go ben, go was, ben. was it was it um, Ollie that made a good point about how uh, this is related to say like the issue with that's come out recently with forty k and the the new Forge World book, and he's basically saying there's people out there that like treat it like it's downloadable content, like that that, that yeah. they're paying for a, an upgrade to their army that, that makes it easier to win. And when they change the rules, therefore they get upset. It's like, well, it's, you know, it's like downloadable content. You know, you could download something. That's why I made that meme, the Contemptor meme. Because suddenly <laughs> for, suddenly, 40k Contemptors are trash. And it's like, cool, the Heresy players will give them a home because... They're, they're great. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all Gucci as far as we're concerned. <laughs> and they haven't what changed. What are you talking about? Well, the fact that you can take three in a unit for a single choice, I love it. Well, even better, you can take one as a HQ now. You take them as HQ choices. What? Since when? That's what the multiplicator. Oh, yeah, cool. As a unit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to run on all his minus um, Corvax, as in the, the damaged ones. Yeah, you can still run those. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah it, you can take a multiplicator go. with Cortus Contemptors. <clears throat> anyway, right. So we, we've gone completely off topic as always. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a let's yeah, have a quick hobby chat done then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, as, we, as we're kind of talking about new releases, so we've got. Overpriced nights, or what we feel is overpriced nights. So it's been, uh, since the last what, episode, releases. What, what have we had? We've had the uh, Adeptus Titanicus. We've had the Adeptus Titanicus book come out, uh, yes. which is the. Has, any, um, has anyone picked that up? Yeah, I've, I've got it. it I haven't read it yet. Yeah, Crucible okay. of Retribution. Although weirdly, I've lost my Defensive Riser book. I can't find that anywhere. Or the hard copy? Is it in, yeah. is it in the bog? No. <laughs> I mean, you've not been anywhere. No, I haven't. I've literally not left the house. So, yeah, just bear with. I've got to go and deal with a technical issue, but carry on talking. I'll be back in a moment. Okay. So, Um, yeah, we had the uh, Crucible of Retribution book get released, which um, I've not had a chance to look through it properly. I had a quick flick through, and there's some nice um, uh, um, Legios in there, some nice new Legios in there. Uh, Got the first Legio that's neither traitor nor loyalist, and it's just out for itself. Uh, that's yeah, they're like the first uh, black shield equivalent. Well, they called the black shields in uh, in uh, Rise, I think, didn't they, or the next, the previous book? Um, okay. Uh, but you've got two new mana pools in there. One which is a light mana pool uh, for like warhounds mm. and stuff, and one uh, Ooh, which is yeah. And then there's a new one that's uh, the minimum is like I think a uh, a warlord, a reaver, and uh, oh no, so a warlord, a uh, what's the I've got the name of the new one now. Uh, the Warbringer. Nemesis, the Warbringer, and uh, I think a Warhound. And then you can add a like a Reaver and a second Warhound. So I like that because the light, the one, the light one's really cool. I've not, like, read, I've not read the right one. It's like five Warhounds and then three oh. banners of the Flame Knights. You know the ones with the oh, the, the, flame, yeah, the big yeah. flamethrowers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then their special rule like makes the flamers better. It's it's pretty cool. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, is, there's though, nothing bad, that's jumped out of me kind of going, oh shit, that's ridiculous. But, you know, it's, it seems like a quite a nice book. Well, the, the light, the light, the light um, formation would be really good, you know, with the um, the, uh, the fucking grappling hooks, uh, whatever they're called. Ordax. Mm. Usa, Usa or whatever they're called. 
that that'd be a real good combo. Versus claws, you mean? That's the job is. <laughs> um, so we had that. We've had um, we had the Luther book get released, which uh, I think surprised a lot of people. There seems to be like over the last couple of weeks, there's been some like a lot of hype for for releases, like worrying about selling out and then just not sold sold out. There has been some issues second... with the Luther book, though. Oh, people have ordered it and then they've had an email that basically say like there's a problem and we can't get it out to you yeah. yet, which makes me think they've like opened some stock they've had and it's fucked. You can still buy it on the website at the moment. You still can, but people are yeah. getting emails to say look, it, it's not being shipped yet or, or whatever. Yeah, same as that map. Yeah, the the solar system map they brought out from book one of the Solar War series, that's still available to buy. But I looked at it, and I was having a chat with um, with Lil earlier. I was like, look, it's a, it's 40 quid for an A2 map that, realistically, if I want to put up on the wall, the vinyl sleeve for is wasted. That's my concern with it. I just can't yeah. justify 40 quid for a map. I went for it, because uh, it, I thought about mounting it and uh, you know putting frame, framing it and putting it on the, in the hobby room. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just like the rose tinted glasses are falling away a little bit. Maybe and I'm like, it's like you know well, what I mean? I, I've avoided all the limited editions uh, Solar War books or Siege Terror books because, quite frankly, they don't fit in with the um, yeah the the original series on the shelf. Oh, I love them. I love the leather. They're, they're stuff. amazing books. I, amazing I would have books. happily. I would have happily started collecting them. But there is a may there is a very real chance that you don't get the next one, yeah. And then you have to go to eBay and pay a kidney for it. Yeah, yeah, it gets um, ridiculous. And I'm just not I'm not about that. Like, yes, I've got the Night Lords limited edition. I've got like the um, Eisenhorn Magos limited edition, but they're not part of series. No, they're like. And one-offs. again, I think. This constant cycle of limited edition book, but there's only 3,000 of them, when you know your collector base is a lot bigger, yeah. is just going to encourage scalpers to scalp. It, it should and be print I, on demand. I don't think it should be print on demand. That I would, think that it should just be more the available. Of, it would take away the limited editionist aspect yeah, of it, if, wouldn't it? If you're regularly tracking the fact that you sell out of like 2,000 to 3,000 of these books in like an hour or whatever it is, like less than a day, print more. Because they're all going to sell. But it's, I don't know, it just it inbuilds the elitism into the game and it really, it compounds it when... Certain people are like, uh, like I, I've got it, I've got the book, it's great. And then there are other people like, oh, I didn't get mine, so I, mm. I don't know what to do with the rest of my collection. And the first comment is, sell them, sell them to me, because there are other people that haven't got them. Yeah. Where the easy fix is just print more fucking books. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, I, I joined uh, a couple of Black Library um, Facebook groups, and there's one called Black Library Nutters Warhammer Buy and Sell Community. And there, it's actually really good because that's a bunch of people that essentially are in a group that are like trying to look out for people that miss out on stuff like this. Like, you know, they'll they'll source they'll source the uh, you know books, set, you know, sell them off at cost. But if they've got if they decided to sell their books, they'll probably sell them at the original price rather than the scalper prices. Basically, it's a group 
try and avoid pe- uh, people getting scalped. And that's really not. It was really nice to find that because it was like, yeah, this is this is this is a cool thing. This is a bunch of people that are just like in it for the collecting. You know, they're they're in it to have some a nice collection of books. They're not in it to try and make a you know you know, double the price of their money or something like that. And or you know they pick out people uh you know if they're trying to sell off stuff that's a ridiculous price and what they'll have is like they'll have people come onto the group saying i'm looking at buying this is this like a suitable price for like a a rare book you know obviously some rare books they are gonna have you know uh command a, a price but you know these people will respond saying to be fair based on what you know our experience that book's probably worth less or if they're looking at selling a book they'll come there and go can you give me an idea of how much this is worth for it so like i said they'll go honest opinion it's probably worth this which is probably more than what you were going to sell it for to put it in into context, the other day I was looking at a um, a reputable book traders like catalog, and I could because I, I I really want a first edition collection of Poe's five works. I can buy first edition Edgar Allan Poe's for like three hundred quid, Each. right? No, no, for the five. For the five, yeah. For the five. And that's Edgar Allan Poe. Or I could go on eBay and chance getting one of the limited edition Solar War books for about that. And that's what blows my mind. Mm. That, like a literary giant, and that's nothing, this is nothing against Dan Abner and Chris Rate and, you know, the people that are writing for the. Uh, uh, Black library. Sure, I have yeah. a lot. I have a lot of respect and a lot of esteem for those guys, but they're not Edgar. They're not Edgar Allan Poe. I'm sorry. Like the disparity. Of... In a hundred in a hundred years, people aren't oh, going, going to be looking at the um, Horace Heresy series and going, "This is a masterpiece of Gothic horror or yeah. or sci-fi." Even if we're honest, and all it is is it's an artificially created like gold rush and i really dislike it when you could just print more books and make more people because if you printed more books more people will buy into the limited edition or scrap limited edition and just make them the luxury edition do you know what i mean mm. yeah yeah i mean it being limited as opposed to it being actually just a better a nicer book artificial scarcity just pisses me off if i'm honest it's 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 um it, i find it particularly annoying with digital products because the nature of digital products is you can replicate them effectively for free at zero cost infinitely mm. yeah the, i think what bothers me is that games workshop aren't really getting any benefit out of it being apart from selling out it's, it's the well, scalpers well, are the ones that make you getting the benefit out of that that, no. that, that artificial limited element to it it's not just about money, though. It's it's the it's the same reason that Louis Vuitton don't make millions of bags because actually mm. there's no value in there being millions of bags. There's only value in there being a couple of thousand. Yeah, it's that it's that rarity aspect, isn't it? That make the the commands kind of like a which is why uh, if they said, look, we're going to do the, the 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 standard paperback, we're going to do the hardback, and we're also going to do like a luxury range. Mm. But we're only going to do one run of the luxury range or two runs of the luxury range. Yeah. 
So yeah, there is like an element of scar- of scarcity, but it's not fucking two thousand five hundred copies or whatever. No, it's... and you can you can go into game because like the hardbacks sell out. Yeah. Look how hard it was for you to find the hardback oh, that you wanted. Yeah, exactly. I was I was going to come on to that point. Is like I'm you know I'm, I'm more nervous about missing out on the first print hardbacks of the Siege of Terror than I am about anything else because of how hard it was to finish my collection of hardbacks for the main series. Uh, yeah, just bringing in a luxury range that's like the leather bound, and still charge the same amount. Charge more, you know. Yeah. Add on, add on like an extra tenner for the fact that they're they're going to sit on the shelf for a while, and get rid of this stupid limited because like, thousands of people are still going to buy them on the day it comes out. I was about to say is that I would probably if they weren't limited in terms of their number. I'd probably still buy them because I'd be like, yeah, it'd be nice to have that collection of books because they're yeah, a nice The fact it was limited is the only reason I didn't buy it. Yeah, because I didn't want to, like, the, like you said, about the hassle of missing out and then trying to hunt one down and getting ch- and paying twice as much for one book. You know, whereas I'd like to have those books because they're a nice set of books. It'd be nice like, to have in the collection. It's that years down the line. why I'm not buying the black books. Because That's I fair. don't yeah. either bring them all out in softback or keep doing them all in hardback. Don't do a couple in One soft run. and the rest in hard because now I don't want my shelf to look stupid. And they're not gaming books. I'm not taking it to the table. That's no. what the red books are for. So, I don't know. Someone someone at Games Workshop needs a shake <laughs> to be like, why are, you, why are you doing this? Why are you splitting a like a collector's hardback which clearly there's demand for because they're selling for like triple their like four times their RRP and releasing a quite frankly substandard softback. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense from a business point of view why that's being done because it's disenfranchising me from wanting to start my collection of black books. Maybe there's something built into like kind of the contracts of the people who write the books to say they're only allowed, they're only going to be able to sell X amount of copies. No, I don't think so. Any like throwing it out there, kind of thing. It's probably a a fact that they don't want to go to their printing company in China and get them to print another full run of hardbacks. True. And I don't know why, because they'll sell. So. This is oh, an interesting point, isn't it? So uh, there you go. Right, so... Have we covered everything on the releases? I think we've covered everything on the releases recently, haven't we? There's not been well, a huge it, amount, it, but... Has the Lion been released since we've last talked? Oh, yeah, he was released before our last episode, I think. Was he? Yeah, his sure he standard, um, his normal Primark book's been released as well, his non-limited edition. Oh, yes, that was it. I need to pick that up, actually, so the collection. So is, I read so the first really, page, it's real good. Yeah, I've not read my, kind of, my version is, yet. Is there any model type stuff that's been released since we've yeah. chatted? Oh, but that's what we've talked about: is the, uh, uh, the models, the knights, the, the knights for Titanicus. Uh, I think that's about it, really, in terms of heresy-related stuff. It's been quite slow, then, really, hasn't it? Really. But then we've it's also slowed down a lot quicker. after. Yeah, um... Still haven't got my uh, word bearers characters that they. Yeah, all the Contacar. Yeah, or salt targets. It's all fucking targets. Well, injection cool. molding takes a while to get going. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think, plastic, do you think, after all. What? So, what do you think the run up to Christmas will be with regards to forty k, sorry, thirty k, and um, Titanic? Well, 
can I just share this with you? My run up to Christmas is I'm finished on the 9th of December because I've got so much fucking leave left to take. Yeah, Holy boy. Nice. And they won't let me carry it over. So I'm finishing on the 9th of December <laughs> and I'm going back on the 7th of January. <laughs> nice. A month off work. You need it, though. I think you need that month off work, don't you? Suck a dick. My, my run up to Christmas has, uh, has finished because we put the tree up today. Oh, yes. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, but in terms of releases, I don't know. I, I mean, there's got to be. I don't. There's going to be something big for a Christmas release. I would have thought, but I would for forty k there will be. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I wouldn't necessarily thought to be a horror. If you say specifically thing. for thirty k or thirty k related stuff, Nothing. I'm wondering. I think they might announce the uh, eight, uh, Adeptus Titanicus version of the um, um, Warbringer. It's with the um, I forgot the name of the, of the gun now. The volcano, volcano cannon. cannon, volcano cannon. Yeah, uh, like you know, I think that might get announced between now and Christmas. I don't think it'll get released. Um, what maybe about the Contica, the, uh... the uh, for the Night Lords, and I think that's about it because I think they've, uh, they've they've released like everything for the Dark Angels that they. If they were smart, they dropped from... version two. If they're all what? Sorry, the core core version two because they did it at Christmas, like what five years ago now. Yeah, that, I mean that'd be good. That'd be a big surprise, but I reckon, I'm not sure whether they'll do that. I, I mean, they should do now. They've got the book ten. Now they've got book nine out. All the legions out. But I think they'd be waiting I, until they've got the last book out. I think. I think you might see the Khan. Maybe. I mean, they've made no noise about him, and they keep saying they're going to leave him till last. And it's like, well, cool. That's um. That's a great. <laughs> well, leave until last because because we've got to do two models. Cool, but that's essentially the same as Sanguinius because you had to make his big, ridiculous base that no one likes. So, what's the issue? Mm, true, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I think even if they kind of put like pictures of Khan or something like that up, I think it'll be quite cool. But I don't know what they what they're going to do in the meantime. They might even start kind of like going down the Dark Mechanicum route, because they said the Dark Mechanicum that would was be ready cool. to go. They just didn't have space in Book 9, I think, wasn't it? So I think that's going to be next year. That's going to be sometime next year. Yeah, but you could, you, could, you could get teasers coming through, though. It looks like it's panning out to be in 40k, like they're stripping all the Forge World stuff out of 40k. And I think in chat the other day, we were saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Forge World just becomes Horus Heresy and the Specialist Game Support. Mm-hmm. Which I think Which would, move. I mean, we already know that the Forge World team aren't writing rules for 40k anymore. No. So there's no reason that our turnaround shouldn't in, like shouldn't see that reflected. If they're not making kits for 40k, which I don't think they've made a 40k kit since the big uh, grav tank. Yeah, the, no, big the, primar- tank the Primaris thing. Yeah. Isn't it? So. You know, I'm hoping that we see like the the output for the specialist games and maybe some more Horus Heresy stuff. In terms of Christmas, we'll probably get Salt of it, and that'll be it. He'll be like, "Hey, look, here's a character series model. Cool." But then well, the other thing you've got to remember about Forge World is they're doing uh, the old world Warhammer, aren't they? So they're going back to years I mean, down the line. That's they say it's years away, and even if they even if they are, I don't see why with the alleviation of the pressure to make things for 40k and AOS. I don't know if they, other than like the heads and shields, if they ever even made anything for AOS. 
I don't honestly know. Uh, they did, they did make some uh, storm wanker shields, didn't they? Forge World's higher ups are stuck in a business mindset that's like two decades too old. Do you know what I mean? Like other companies that are smaller have a faster turnaround than they do. And they've got like the resources of Games Workshop behind them. Mm. It, it there's a problem somewhere. There's a squeaky wheel, and like it needs to be fixed if for, if they want to like retain the hype they've built up in the build up to Book Nine and keep people it, happy. Do you think it could be the fact that they've got quite a small team with regards to? Um, I don't you know, think it's that small you know, of a team anymore because they've been but, recruiting. But then, well, what I was going to say is they've got quite a small team compared to the like the product output they've got to do. So if you think about it, you've got Titanicus, you've got Aeronautica, you've got 30K, um, you've got Imperial Armor type stuff. You know what I mean? So you've got all these other bits and bobs that are kind of... Like, but they're not doing there. the Imperial Armor anymore. That's that's the core 40K games designers do that. But, but then with regards, the... to production, with regards to production, though, the production will still take a chunk Oh, no, of I don't... That, um... I don't mean production, because I understand they've got to produce things for the other games. Uh, I meant yeah. more like Adeptus Titanicus has, yeah, Adeptus Titanicus has like its rules writers. They're separate to thirty k. Specialist yeah. games have theirs. They're separate to thirty k. But <laughs> we're seeing higher output from Adeptus Titanicus and Specialist Games. Specialist Games is split across now what. Blood Bowl, Necromunda, Aeronautica. Titanicus? I mean, Titanicus is on its own, I think. I don't think it... It might fall into specialist games. So we'll call it four. Four games for one team. And then we have the Horus Heresy team, which admittedly, they have to write all the rules and all the background that goes into a black book. But where's the red book? Why were we told... A year ago, it's a choice between a red book and a black book. Like th- this is this is again like we was, this is they're slowing the game down for no real reason that I can see, other than poor project management because they haven't got anyone to say you work on this, you work on that, and then we get both. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you've got smaller games companies pumping out rule books of like an equal quality when it comes to their rules and their fiction, maybe not the the quality that they get from the, the printers that they use and things like that, but we've got smaller companies who are putting out quality content with what I imagine a smaller budget uh, and, a, and maybe comparably sized teams, I can't say. But, you know, I I'm constantly on the hype train for 30k because it's great and it's what i want to play and it's it's like my focus in my hobby and then i see like an avalanche of bullshit come out for 30k and it's like um where's those word bearers we were shown at the beginning of the lockdown where's soul targets we were shown months ago where's any of these units that have been out in the game for like over two or three years that don't have models it's just disheartening i guess like it's annoying and then to have that coupled up with the fact that 
shit is just inordinately expensive because it has multiple parts. It, I don't know. I'm. I don't. Maybe I'm just being pissy. <laughs> but I mean, it, yeah. I, but not. That's not. You know, that in and of itself isn't a defense. Because, like, we, you especially, you and you and Ant, and to a lesser extent, more recently, me and me and Spin, we've put a lot of work into like growing our little community and making sure people have games to play and you know um a community to join like we have the whatsapp group we have the the wider community like the destroyer core and things for people that listen to the podcast and uh, i don't uh, and like recently the whole bring back calf bring back prospero thing kind of hit home for me that we don't have a starter and if lord of the rings has a starter set <laughs> why don't we do you know what i mean if the core game of Adeptus Titanicus has everything in it you need to play. Where's our getting started set? And I know in previous episodes I've said, oh, just buy a tactical squad and just buy this. No, um, old me was very fucking wrong. Where's our starter set? Because it, again, just feels like we're being ignored and, you know, the the, the huge community hype that there is and the huge community of really fucking good hobbyists is just being ignored in favour of look at this brand new shiny anime space marine. Then that's where maybe the got that's maybe where the whoever's kind of leading the charge with regards to thirty K is lacking because, you know, they they they're not forward thinking enough or they've you know, whatever they're requesting is being denied by upper management. You don't obviously know what's going to go on behind the scenes, you know, to to the outsider it's going to be a no brainer you know, the, the, the Kauth box set as well as the, the Prospero box sets were both fucking amazing. The Prospero, not as much because you had the Custard Boys as well as the... the Custard Boys. Because, yeah. you know, but the, but the Kauth set was... was the Contemptor was fucking dog shit, but it was it was workable if you, you know, you had a hacksaw and were brave with it. But even if it's but, just like, here's a couple of tactical squads, a unit of Terminators, and yeah, a character. Like a, start, like a start collecting type thing. Like yeah, and it's like 50 quid. Yeah. That's still well, cheaper than buying it all separate. Yeah. And, and I'm, but, I'm but, still buying multiple of those. Yeah, I think you, you, me, and the rest of the fucking world. But but it's but there's there's going to be there's going to be some kind of logistical reason behind why they're not doing it. Because like you said earlier, they're a business that they have to make money. But also, when it comes down to, you know, this this kind of hobby, it's like the, the reason why they've not done it, there's got to be some kind of reason. So rather than, you know, if you look, say, for example, just to go slightly off piece at the minute, like you'd look at the Death Courts of Krieg page at the minute, that's like... It's oh, like God. Fucking, oh, my God. It's like a fucking... And I've got Death Courts of Krieg, but I was using them in 7th, 8th edition, whatever it was, the previous edition, whatever edition it was, right? So by this edition, I was like, right, fucking rubbing my hands together, see what they do with it, and they've just kind of like fucking raped them. But then in my head, I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking care because I'll use them as militia in 30k. So yeah. I've got an I've got a segue option, or I'll just use them as bog standard guard because they're just another inverted commas regiment that is just because you don't have regimental, you know, you might have in the new version of the guard or sorry, the Ashton Militarum Codex, you might get regimental kind of doctrines and stuff i don't know but it regardless i can still use them but i don't have all the funky fucking rules for them so 
you know, there's got to be a reason why these things have been, you know, made in that kind of way. I don't know. It's, it's just going to be, there's going to be some reason behind it. There's got to be, there's got to be a reason why they're not doing star sets for 30k. I don't think there, I genuinely think the only reason they're not doing it is because they don't think there's demand for it. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd have done it. Like, Calth and Prospero were branded as board games, yet everyone bought them because they were the best way to get into heresy. There was a oh, huge... Yeah, ex- the, the board game in the box set is really good. Yeah, oh, it's good. Good. yeah it is quite good. Very good. But, like, the community exploded because there was now a way for people that were put off by the high price point of the resin marines mm. to get into the game. And a lot of that kind of air of elitism went away because suddenly yeah. now like you can you can yeah it's it's like 90 quid for a box set but it's got loads of shit in it and it it gives you pretty much everything you need to get like your both your feet in the door and get going and i'm i'm really feeling the lack of it do you know what i mean like i've spoken to a couple of people recently who were like oh you you know i've listened to your podcast I've, i like the miniatures but i can't afford it and it's like, well, you've you've literally just started a Primaris army, like you've recently just started it. Oh yeah, it's all plastic though. Like I can afford the the starter set, and I, if I was to spend the same amount of money on the resin, I wouldn't have anything I could legally field. And it it's that that's, I think that's what's tilted me, and I think that's why I'm in a bit of a mood with Games Workshop because that was earlier today that I was Such talking to someone. And it and it's not even someone that doesn't have a lot of money. It's someone in a similar position to most of us that they they have a house to pay for and they have bills that go out and like they have to be aware of what their outgoings are. Um, and I think a lot of people are feeling that now, especially you know a lot of people have had seen their wages drop because of yeah. furlough and things like that. Yeah. And you know. Forty k isn't for everyone. That's that's been in, that's increasingly clear that some people don't like the rules, some people don't like their armies being made obsolete, some people don't like the style of it. Um, and I think I said to someone in one of our pages the other day, I the law for forty k is still really really good, but I don't get on with the game system. So my only alternative, if I can't afford to play Heresy, is not play anything. Yeah, but the thing is, you'll always. The thing is, you'll find a game, and you know, for me, it's like I'm slowly drifting away from 40k just because of. I don't know. I meant, I meant in all... the context of like, if I didn't have a games club that wasn't like, if right, I didn't know right. you, if yeah. if my if my core gaming club were like we're a 30k club, and you know. I'm on. I've I've been on the periphery of it. I used to play 40k with all these guys. They're like my core gaming mates. And I can't afford to play the same game they're playing, or I can't afford to get my foot in the door to find out if I'm going to enjoy playing it. Yeah. Um, like much like the limited edition books, it's that elitism thing. It's like, look what I've got that you've not got. Um, and although people that play Heresy, some people might do that, in which case their cock ends don't talk to. Them. But I know <laughs> we try to be as inclusive as possible. Like I've seen Dan lend people armies to play with. I mean, so yeah, they can uh, get, he, he you know, painted an entire army for me just so I could yeah. start playing the game. Well, he did. He did for me as well. But 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else you want me to do, motherfucker. Actually, <laughs> play the game for you because that's it. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much do that every game we play anyway, because it's always damn, 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 How, does, how does this rule work? <laughs> I, I, I've been reduced to being a digital rule book. Is what I am. <laughs> <laughs> but not all communities have a Dan and an Ant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and not all communities have people that are willing to be like, hey, you use my army and I'll sit next to you and talk you through it. Yeah. Um, and I well, think... Then that, well then, sorry to cut across you there, Ross, but then no, that's cool. the difference between... That's the difference between a club and people who just kind of get together and game. Because as a club, we're very much as a collective. We're in it, you know, we're all there to enjoy that experience. And, you know, and if it's, you know, like, so say, for example, when I do my special... Anton demo nights is like you know I put a thing up on Facebook like when we did Necromundo I had what fourteen people turn up or something ridiculous like that. The same for Kill it Team. Like, it, well, yeah, yeah, I think it was Kill Team. Whatever it was, and I was just like, holy fucking shit! And like when I did the Mordheim thing, and Keith did the the, the old school Necromunda campaign, and Dad did Dan did his um you know. But the, community's the, only going to get you so far though. There's only yeah. like we can lend people armies for. A, campaigns and we can lend them for events and we can be as, as inclusive and as open as we possibly can but there'll come a point where joe blogs will be like i want to have my own army but i you know i still can't afford it and i don't want to constantly be having to borrow dan's stuff or Ant's stuff or ross's stuff or whatever and yeah. it's that it's that it was basically that conversation i had today with someone who i've been friends with for a while who is basically like I couldn't afford 30k, so I've had to kind of, because I still want to game with my friends, so I've bought this, because I can afford it. But if there was if there was a 30k starter set, he'd be playing 30k. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just feels a little bit like they're taking all the resin out of 40k, so they can just sell the plastics. Cool. 40k is 40k. But they're also like denying entry level products to heresy. And it's like low key a worry that now we've got all the legions, especially with the the forty K not the forty K, the um Age of Legends for Warhammer, like are they just gonna drop support for heresy? Or are they gonna like wind it back to the point where we're seeing nothing? Like or two years between publications. Are they just getting the stuff, this stuff, this like element sorted for 40k where they're kind of like cutting ties with Forge World or in, in, in a way? And then we're going to start seeing an uplift and we will see, you know, the opposite happen where, you know. We, but I don't we, see why there has to be a lull for that because it's two separate teams. Do you know what I mean? Like, the slow 40K... business, isn't it? I suppose. It's, it's less like me, thought, you know, I like in my, in my thing... work. Their whole purpose of having umbrella companies for Forge World and for Black Library was so that they could do stuff while Games Workshop wasn't paying attention. Yeah, but that might have been that might have, that might have been the case what five ten years ago, but it might not not be the case anymore. We well, don't it's know. still the case. Look at look at Black Library; they're still ticking along and they're still putting out. Um, and yeah, on the fiction, flip side, fiction for Horace Heresy. Yeah, AOS, yeah on the flip side, you, don't, you, don't, you no longer buy the books through the Black Library website. You buy them through the Games Workshop website. Yeah, but the, I mean the the shop front for Black Library was terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, but but the, the, that, that's kind of a point is that it's been integrated into Games Workshop more rather than it being like an umbrella thing. It's just like a subsidiary, and that you know as much as 
it's almost like Games Workshop are taking more control over the things, but they well, may be starting I mean, to see that that umbrella element isn't wasn't working, uh, but um, at least not from them as a business as a whole. But then I don't know. I'm not in. This, I mean, weirdly, and, and this isn't a, a reflect. I'm not saying they're the same thing, but I've been reading a book about um, the economy economy of uh, narcotic trafficking, specifically the stuff in, in the Mexican Colombian cartels. And one of the things they talk about very quickly is if you want to maximize profit, what you do is you can you control the entire production stack from creation through distribution to sale selling, and that's clearly GW's strategy is. Because the, the reality of it is, if you were selling an audio book, where would you sell it now? Amazon. Yeah, you'd sell it on Audible, wouldn't you? Why? Why would you create? Why would you even bother trying to create your own digital file for somebody to download? But Black Library still do that. It's nuts. But it's if you if you look at it, if you take it in their strategy, if you kind of take that as a kind of looking at the uh, kind of like a bit of the elephant, as it were, with the elephant being their whole business strategy. Clearly, the business model for GW is to bring, uh, to own the entire production stack from um, design through production, through um, distribution, through all the rest of it. And that's a profit maximization thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't other companies that do. I'm just saying that they do. But it, it, it makes sense in that context. Hmm. So I guess I have just said that GWs are narcotics. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I just expect better from them, a company that you know present themselves to be this like inclusive entity. Yeah. And then I mean, they've done they've done quite well in in changing that image. And the, what they they have revolutionised their community engagement over the last couple of years. However, I don't. Yeah, I don't think fundamentally anything's changed at the board level in terms of thinking you know they're not they're not a FTSE 150 country, a company for nothing and th- th- there's there's not so many hedge funds privately owned hedge funds I might add involved in in their in owning their stock uh, that that doesn't happen by accident that that happens because they're making a shit ton of money yeah I think like I, I genu- I think I've I've hit on the reason why I've been on a downer on Games Workshop today, and that's like that conversation I had earlier has made me salty because it yeah. would have been like my they would have been a really they would have been an asset to to the game to our gaming community, and it it's genuinely made me mad that the lack of an entry level product has meant they've gone elsewhere. To put it into context, right. I couldn't give a rat's ass how much money GW makes who who doesn't make. I don't give a fuck. I do like playing their games, and I'd like to carry on playing their games. But by the same token, as you just said, that um, that is only improved by having more people playing. Yeah, yeah. That it it serves no purpose for me to have the greatest and most comprehensive collection of models if I've got literally nobody else who can, who, who can play against me. Uh, so I, I, I don't care if GW are making money or not. What I want is them to build a community or help at least give us some help to build a community around of people that so that the activity of the hobby that we participate in can continue. Yeah, because it's not exactly. like they, give the rule, they don't give the rules away for free. 
They don't. They I mean, they, they do for forty k. No, but and, yeah, they and do. AOS. But they and that, that's that's another point of contention. But we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> but they don't. But they don't. They don't give it. But you've got to buy the codexes to get the latest stuff. You've got to buy the books. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 like um, that's no different than something like D and D, where you can get the D twenty rules as open source. But if you want the stuff about Baldur's Gate, or if you want the stuff about Avernus, or you know, all, all the all the world settings, or the kind of like you know the um, all the content that Wizards of the Coast uh, produces, produces. Oh no, not the Wizard, or you know, whoever fucking owns them now. You've got to. Pay yeah, I think for it that. still is Wizards. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. But the D twenty rules, yeah, you can. The D twenty rules are, f- are free, but that's like like six seven pages of shit. That's it. Should we lighten so, yeah. the mood with some Ask Us Anything? Yeah, let's sure. do it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right. at some of them now, actually, on the old Facebook. Shall I start with the actual Phosphex Party page? I'm on the Phosphex Party, the Destroyer Core. I've screen capped them, so I'll, I'll do what I normally do, and I'll, I'll, ask, okay. I'll pose you, the questions you ask, to you guys. We'll go. Okay, go on, so, go for it. Mike Fellhanded called us out because he was like, last time you did this, I asked a question, and you didn't ask, you didn't ask it because it was too weird. And this time I've specifically said, ask us weird shit. So I'm gonna I've I've gone back and I've found his question and it is it's weird. Go on. So if you had to, would you rather shag your mum's body with someone else's consciousness in it? Or someone else's body with your mum's consciousness in it? And normally, like the reason for this is because it will like fix the the switcheroo. Uh have fun with that, chaps. Hang on, no, say, say, say that again. I'm noping out <laughs> that one. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather have sex with your mother's body with someone else, like your girlfriend's mind in in her body, or would you rather have sex with your girlfriend, but your mum's mind is in her in that body? Fucking hell, man! That's a bit of a rough one. But, but doing it, doing it will reverse the switcheroo, so your mum will go back I, to being your mum and your girlfriend. Personally, I would go for option C. Option your your what your your mum's your mum's like like consciously knows that you're sleeping with her, but in but in Kayan's body. Yeah, but right. You, okay. You, yeah, but once the switch around, because your mum's going to remember yeah. that experience. But then the thing is, I'd rather I'd rather be looking at Kayan than my mother. That yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, personally, I'm. Personally, I'm taking option three and just enjoying like many, many more years with my brand new mother. Like, <laughs> so, so Mike, at least Ant has answered your question, and I, I asked it, so I feel less called out now. Uh, let's find. Moving on, then. Yeah. So the background from each legion takes inspiration from history and mythology. If you were to create one of the missing legions, what currently unused theme or culture would you use as inspiration? I feel like we've answered this before. Can I, can I think I, we can have, I go but first. I like this question. Yes. I would do Aztecs. Yes, it's begging for it, isn't it? Aztec and Mayan. Yeah, like kind of one South of American, least, yeah. you know, that kind yeah. of sun god type scenario would be fucking amazing. I actually think this is the where we landed last time as well. Yeah. I think we came to a consensus that I think it's the other Aztec one was the only missing one. Um, 
I mean, what, the thing is, you've got to look at it. Is like there's a lot of legions are a mix of cultures as well, which is why they're, they're pretty much all covered. Yeah, and I think what that's about, why you um... did. I, you see, I've always, and I think we've probably said this before as well, but I've always thought it's pretty fucking weird that um, the Primarchs are catapulted out into the void, land on a bunch of planets, all of which seem to be weird analogues of ancient Earth history and not something yeah. utterly and completely unique. So something completely, uh, yeah. Different, well, I guess that's completely. what the, uh, like the Alpha Legion is, though, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, it would be. Um, uh, I, 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 I quite enjoy a kind of a properly backward world, uh, sort of like you know, like so, like Stone like Age headhunters sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. What about? Even... Um, imagine if you could have. Sorry to cut across that. Imagine if you had, like, say, Greys. You know, like uh, the old classic Area Fifty One Alien Invaders. Hmm. That'd be quite. That'd be quite fucked up. I mean, that might be exactly what happened. Is that one of those two that went missing ended up on a planet where you know when they turned up, it was like, oh, actually, this this planet is the, the epitome like, of what, like we're, super, what we're trying to remove from the galaxy, like super Xenos type thing. Or maybe, yeah, you know, they just you know maybe it got swallowed up by Nids or something. Maybe was it the Disparex or the Insurex from the first three books? Insurex, Insurex, like if Interrex. a Primarch. Interacts. That's it. Yeah. If the, if a Primark went to one of those, that would be a unique fucking experience. Yeah, yeah, mate. Look, just chill. Look, you know, aliens are fine. What we do is, when you talk, you've got to play a harp at the same time. That's basically it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Or you've turned up and they've they've got full consciousness of you know what chaos is. It's been explained to them by Eldar. Maybe they were raised by Eldar. How that could that be why shit? they get why they why they remove one of them. It was yeah, like it turned up and went, hang on, this guy is like fully immersed in this Xenos culture that we're trying to annihilate. We cannot hey, Horace, accept this. I, come here, I've got to tell you something. Chaos, yo. <laughs> the Emperor's <laughs> like, no. No, stop that. <laughs> no. Where's Russ? <laughs> Fucking no. Uh right, so how tall is a space marine? Two meters normally? So that's what? Eight foot? Uh, no, two meters. Is like a horse. Oh, two meters is like me. Fuck. Um, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're like two, they're like nine. It's like two and a half, three. Foot or something. Who would win in a fight? Ten space marines or North Korea? North Korea. <laughs> North Korea. I don't think North, North beaten Korea has beaten ten space marines. <laughs> I, I think they would. They got manpower coming out of their arse. <laughs> but they've got like nine guns between them. Uh, yeah, space they marines. Space no, no, no. Allowed puppies. What? Uh, space wolves are. Space wolves are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even hear that question. What was that? Sorry. Are space marines allowed puppies? What? It's like kind of like anger management pets. Ah, uh, a space marine <laughs> librarian that has a, a support dog would be so good. Angron's <laughs> like puppy. He's just like I've seen some shit. I've seen some I mean, shit in the walk. Angron has what's his name? Is he support puppy? Latara. Latara. While I was while I was scrolling back to find the uh, the mic question, actually, I saw the post I made when uh, Games Workshop announced that they were partnering up with Disney for that comic oh, with yeah. Marvel. Sorry. So that because Disney owns Marvel, uh, Latara Sarin is technically a Disney princess, and I love it so much. <laughs> right. What is a Space Marine's favorite food? Uh, victory, Heret- right? Heretic. Heretic. 
the brain of a random animal on a random planet so they can find out what what like what it's like on the random planet. How many hot dogs could you eat? Six. What? What in one sitting? I right, yeah. What's the max? Right, how many? How many hot dogs to make you airtight? With, with, buns, <laughs> with buns or not buns? With buns, otherwise it's just a wiener. Oh, three. I, I could probably manage three or four. Four, uh, four, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon about four. Yeah. No, three. I'm done. Maybe Follow up. More like two and three quarters. How many hot dogs can a space marine eat? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's like a indefinite amount of hot dogs. It, I mean, it's, like, it, it's each essentially one of those is like a it's like a like a cocktail uh, sausage, isn't it? For each one of those, for it, it it's Homer Simpson yeah. being force fed donuts by the devil. That's what <laughs> yes. it is. Yes. <laughs> nom. Uh, nom. How many nom. space marines can you eat? I'd advise uh, none. They're made of plastic. It was. It's definitely either it's going to do a number of your intestine, or it's going to like really do you on the way out. It's Even worse, clear, than it's resin. It's clearly going. It's clearly going to poison you, isn't it? Although, fun whole... fact: uh, when I was in my early twenties, I accidentally I was gluing a marine together, and for some reason, I was really smart, and I kind of had the marine's head like pursed in my lips because I didn't have anywhere to put it, um, and I swallowed it. Because no, I'm I really swallowed smart. BBs like that. <laughs> Uh, and the last question from Steve: How many people can uh, how many people can a space marine eat? All of them. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's the hot dogs again. It is. Yeah. What's your favourite Legion super heavy and why? Falcon, because I've got one. Yeah, but but more to the point, it, I think it's the one that makes sense as a super heavy. It's like, how could we get a Titan scale weapon? into battle without it being on a titan i know let's strap it to some fucking tracks and point it in the direction it's got to go like an ordinatus. that's a fair point a good point ordinatus. Okay, sorry what was the question again your favorite legion super heavy favorite legion super heavy uh i think i want to say the glaive is that the okay. guy with the the tomb yeah. cannon. Yeah. What about you? Well, I can, I can, I've yeah, always wanted one, one, but they kind of have that price point that makes them just too expensive to put into like a regular game. So I've never, never got around to buying one. Mm-hmm. Legion Super Heavy. I mean, you've only really got choice. Uh, it's the Fellblade, the Falchion, or the Glaive. Or the Thunderhawk, or the Storm. Yeah. Or the Storm Eagle. Yeah. The Steagle. I don't know, I kind of... Um, what's the one with the two... The, not the tomb cannon. One with the twin... The other one. Oh, same, right. The same chassis, but the not blade. Blade. the twin. Or the falchion. Yeah, you got I the like falchion as well. No, I said the falchion. And oh, you said the falchion, did you? Yeah, yeah, it's one with the falchion. Yeah, yeah, no, I meant... Yeah, the fellblade. I really like... I've actually been thinking about getting a fellblade for uh, my birthday. Ooh, so, get yeah. it. Nice. The second part of Grant's question is, what's your favourite non-Legion super... Oh, and we haven't heard from you, mate. I'm not falling asleep yet, you fuckers. Right, hang on. (laughs) So I would go either for the Stormbird, as in the 700 quid fucking beast, or or I'd go for the ultimate battle bus, the the Mastodon. Mastodon. Oh, the Mastodon. We forgot about the Mastodon. I'd, I'd, I'd probably... 
even well, though the think. Mastodon, I would say that's that's you know, only because of a troop carrying capacitor, which means my, my heroic boys can get in there. Yeah, you see, my favorite part about the Mastodon is the dreadnought carrying capacity. It is a super heavy, isn't it? And I wasn't just yeah, being dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of war yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, that, that, that's that's. I would definitely go one for one of those, even though rules rise, it's pretty gash. Uh, Grant's second half of the question is: What's your favourite non-Legion super heavy, and why? Uh, it's got to be fucking Winston. Yeah, it has to be a Titan, doesn't it, really? It's got to be. Or, um... Well, Spin, you went for the Ordinatus, didn't you? Oh, well, no, I'd uh, I'd missed what the original question was. I, I just overheard Dan talking about putting uh, weapons on tracks, and that's when I went, what, an Ordinatus? Oh, right. <laughs> no, um, Ordinatus I'm... is a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it I really is like the, the, worst uh, the Macarius. Yeah, the Ordinatus is, is a dumb move. Uh, or the Macarius. The, um... Oh, oh the one with all the, the one with all the fucking guns. No, yeah, it's the one you it's, can. It's like the mid. It's like the mid size. It's like one below a uh, like a Bane blade uh, chassis. What about what about uh, the um the uh, the storm? Is it the storm blade or whatever it's called? I, I like the storm. I think. Um, is the storm blade the one with the plasma cannon? I think. I, I think so. The yeah, one, that's actually a legion one. Guns. No, storm blades. The what the plasma ones in the legion rule set. I don't know. I, no, it can be, but it isn't exclusively. Oh. It's like the falchion you can't get in anything else. Oh, it's I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd go with the Stormblade, the one that's the super vin- uh, vindicator. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Stormhammer. Stormhammer. Yeah, yeah, Stormhammer's super fucking dope. Uh, I think I might yeah. go for, uh, if you take out Titans, I might go for the Perfurion. Because it's a cool looking yeah. model. Perfurion is cool. It's a nice centerpiece yeah. model to have, and it's not. But it's 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 of that size that kind of can fit in an army as a support that isn't you're not building around it like the like you do with the Titan. Yeah. Here's a here's a thinker for you, lads. Right. It's a it's another it's a would you rather? So would you rather be a prisoner of a the Night Lords, b the Emperor's children, or c the Word Bearers? <laughs> Word bearers. Word bearers. Uh, yeah. Emperor's totally the word children. bearers. Emperor's children? You're going to get diddled, yeah. Ant. You're going to get so diddled. <laughs> It'd be great. Uh, what a way I'd, to go. I'd probably go with Night Lords based on the Night Lords trilogy where you become a serf. Uh, okay. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do they make everybody they capture a serf? I don't uh, think there's a possibility. Like I mean, bro, they they wear, if you're they if you're the... on their armor, if you're, if you're, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Ben, there's, there's a chance of winning the lottery, but it's pretty fucking unlikely. Yeah, but let's be honest. <laughs> if you're a word bearer, it's prisoner. You're a prisoner for a reason. That's just to get your throat cut in a ceremony, and that's it. Uh, if not. you can sing real good and you can carry books, no, you're... as a prisoner, you're not a. Pri- that's not a prisoner. No, no, no. Yeah, and the question was, would you rather be? I've, I think I've got unique skills to offer the word bearers that would make me a valuable person. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It, it says, would you rather be a prisoner of one of those? Not. It doesn't say anything yeah. about being anything more than that. You're a prisoner. No. No, no, no. But you're. But you. Hang on. No, you can't. Use, <laughs> you can't use. 
the same argument I used against you to make your point against me because I the point I was making was I suppose, yeah, I you say, yeah, what happens to you being yeah. a prisoner? You uh, just said, just oh, well, I'd, I'd quite clearly get made into being to a surf. Why? <laughs> Spin whipped out the fucking Uno reverse card on that one. To, yeah. The, the Night Lords have tended to use their prisoners as slaves as opposed to the Werebears. Do they? Just have you seen what? their armour? <laughs> yeah. by, by slaves, hey, do you mean decoration? Hey, purely going on the Night Lords trilogy by... Dan, uh, that's by, 40k. Uh, that's 40k. Of yeah, which they are based on... It, it, they, set, nah, they set them... Set, that, unit, that team, is, that squad is essentially a 30k squad because they reckon it's only you say, what, a thousand you say, years You say that... I put I put the uh, story from the Pharos to you, where they literally oh, yeah. skin people alive until one of them tells them where the space marines are, and then they skin the rest of them alive afterwards for shit giggles. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So the second part of Christopher's question is: You're a marine commander, and you were fucked up. You're called to the Primarch's office. Would you rather be? Would you rather have your Primarch was a Angron? B Kurz or C Perturabo. Angron, because you'd be dead within you won't even know. The axe will hit <laughs> so quick. But dead. the thing is, like Khan Khan has fucked up so many times and Angron has just let him off. I'd be Perturabo, because even people who fucked up, he might have beat them to a pulp, but they're still going. Like you're you're getting decimated, mate. <laughs> no, like who was it that fucked up and got uh basically turned into a dreadnought? What his name now? Uh, the guy that stuck, did the Iron Fire, right? The Iron Fire uh, tactic. Dude. He, he was basically he was he was a captain or something like that, and then he basically fucked up and just put up and just beat the shit out of him. But he was still alive and got um, turned into a dreadnought type character. Kurz, Conrad Kurz, because the worst no. I'm getting is a red set of gauntlets. It's mm, a good point. Because the Very whole point, point behind the gauntlets was it was deferred judgment for later. Because that, like, Kurz always did that. He was always like, right, paint your gauntlets red, you're a baddie, and we'll deal with you later. And he just never got around to it. So at least with Kurz, I'm not going to get... I might get, like, shouted at. (laughs) I'm not going to get mutilated. Well, you see, but you say that, but you said fucked up. It's the fucked up in the context of the Primark, I think it's the key bit. So actually, doing something naughty or skinning somebody you shouldn't have done, that's a lot neither here nor there. That might be, from a Kerr's point of view, fucking up might be something doing something that's not, that's kind of like, I'm going to turn you into some furniture, as an example. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so Ian asks, what's the most underrated heresy unit? Underrated. Underrated. Tactical Marines, guaranteed. Apothecaries. Ooh. That five plus. Yeah, that feel no pain is real good. I think it's the, uh, I think the Legion Terminators. Really? Because there's so many... There's so many better options out there for like Legion specific Terminators, but when you think about the standard Legion Terminators, they they've got a lot of options, a lot of tools, and for the price you pay for them, they're pretty good, uh, and they're scoring unit. Hmm. Yeah, but the question was which is underrated. I I don't think I, I see them in loads of lists. I don't think they're really. Yeah, underrated. I don't think they are. Really? I, I think the squads are option. underrated. Recon squads are massively underrated. Yeah, true. 
They're, they're quite difficult to use, though. Yeah, I'd either say, like, one of the support squads, either heavy support or... Um, Special. Tactical, 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 tactical support. Tactical support squads with flamers are, are, are seriously... Un- people don't realise how powerful they are. I've, also, heavy support squads with heavy flamers... Oh yeah, well, yeah. But, but they're not scoring. They're oh not yeah, scoring. that's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, oh, yeah. that was I the always... advantage that Death Guard have is because they can make them scoring yeah. in certain rights. I always more. confuse non-compulsory with not scoring. Mm, no, all troop. Generally speaking, all troops units are scoring, um, which is why, t- like I say, tactical support squad with flamers. I think that that's a fucking ball because they can sit on objective and Overwatch nastily. Yeah. Yes. So this one is from Dan. He says, "In the year three, in the year thirty thousand, during the Horus Heresy, what's the airspeed of a unladen swallow? African or uh, European?" See, <laughs> someone asked for a follow-up on that, and he didn't give one. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say they're extinct because they're a Terran species, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Apart from people. Chris, what happened to the half-elf bastard child of an ultramarine? Is that... Oh, that's what? a reference 40k, surely. To... Is that a 40k uh, reference? Yeah, that's a Gulliver's reference, yeah. And his big titty elf girlfriend. <laughs> Real talk. Did you guys see the uh, the Russian cosplayer who does the uh, Yanari cosplay? Yes. Bruh, no. she is so <laughs> hot. I'll, uh, I'll, cl- I'll clean share you up. With us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, on, oh my is, god! Is on is this on Instagram? I said. It's on Instagram, yeah. And like, on. not only right, her other cosplays are really fucking good as well. Because I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, okay, so what genre of music is playing when Phosphex is introduced to the party? And that's from Sam. Russian hard bass. There's no other answer there. Just some absolute slamming industrial acid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, we, it's it's like a mind mind fuck coming out of speakers. Right. Basically. I immediately started about thinking back to when uh, we were in oh, what was the name of the club we used to go to the dingy club uh, Redeemer Redeemer oh, and, and, yeah. and, and with his with his hood up like dancing <laughs> away in the middle of the dance floor and it was just I just immediately think of that. Was that to Prodigy? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it would have been to Prodigy. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is though, I reckon I reckon for me if. If if Fox Festival being introduced into party, it's got to be something like I don't know, like some like real kind of like real kind of chilled out blues, and then it just kind of gets built up with rhythm. It just gets real mad. <laughs> See, I I'm going to go for Adagio for strings. If it's like, <laughs> if oh, it's, it's like the, because in my mind, like right. So the first time I read the uh, the drop the drop zone massacre, like in my mind, as as I was like visualizing the drop the drop pods. And then the um, not the drop pods, the 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 world eater virus, like a Dagio for strings was playing in my mind. As all the marines were like trying to get into cover, so like, that's yeah. the first thing I think of when I'm like, okay, it's time to introduce the phosphex. <laughs> Real sad music time, chaps. <laughs> uh, oh, so no. Paul, Paul wants to know: Can you make a decent cocktail with phosphex? Yeah. I've definitely drank cocktails that have tasted like they've got phosphex in. It'd be like a gas chamber, wouldn't it? That's what it'd be. Oh my god! When you yes, old school fucking gas chambers when you're doing shots of sambuca. 
Yeah, that's yeah, taking me back to when I was 16 yeah. and illegally drinking. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, that was when I was about 20. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what's the next one? Uh, uh, we're on to Nick's questions. Oh, okay. Let's, let's not have the one, would you rather have taste buds in your asshole? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... Um, <laughs> Destroy court. Um, they are surprisingly anal questions. Like right. So there's three questions from Nick, all of which are heavily loaded. Like for like, if you dropped the soap in prison, which Primark would be in the shower with you? Why? 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 Why are you asking well, that? You know what? I'll, I'll use a get out clause on one of the missing Primarks because it won't be there. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Nick, you did ask. It specify make it weird. So they made it weird. <laughs> but the thing is, though, Nick always so you got yourself to blame. Okay, so what, what, what else did he throw in there? I think it's quite psychologically revealing that it goes straight past. <laughs> yeah. Nick's, uh, Nick's, this is two pump Nick, by the way, for everyone listening. His only question that isn't like getting bummed by Primark related <laughs> is um, if you accidentally just super glue yourself to a hobby tool, what tool would it be and why? Oh, I'd have a, I'd have like a blade. So I could like do people. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have, it'd have to be a hobby question? knife. What was the question again? If you were to accidentally superglue yourself to a hobby tool, what yeah. tool would it be and why? Which, like, spin. You've got zero chance of supergluing yourself to a paintbrush because <laughs> I, I think like that's, that's this is this is in the context of accidentally. So the one most likely for me to be superglued to is like either my file or my scalpel knife because they're yeah. the ones I use the most. Yeah, it'd be scalpel knife for me. Yeah. Probably same for me. Oh, yeah, Dan, you called them a tool. Because they're okay. useful, because you could use it to do, like, cheese and toast and all sorts cheese. of stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> Luke bringing the spice, smog, snog, marry, avoid the other three hosts. Oh, this is easy. <laughs> this is easy. Right, I'm marrying Ant, I'm snogging Ross, and I'm avoiding Spin. Ooh. I'll tell you why, because I think uh, with... And it could be a marriage of equals. Uh, I can't marry, can't marry or snog Spin because he'd use emotional blackmail to make me paint for the rest of my life like he'd been slave. And then, which means there's only snog left. So that's you, Ross, and you're pretty hot. So, Tom Russell, it is. <laughs> oh, I don't know. For me, I would go for. I would marry Spin, snog Dan, avoid Ross, only because seems legit. With with Spin. I could live in his manor. I wouldn't have to ever work again. <laughs> for Dan, for Dan well, husband. yeah, for Dan, well, you know what I mean? Tongue action all the way. And then for yeah. Ross, because you've got that manly beard, it just tickled me too much, man. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, controversially, I'm going to avoid Dan, so I don't want, I don't want ganking by a bunch of like horny housewives. <laughs> it's going to happen. I will... Snog Ant, and I will marry Spin because I want the keys to the manor. <laughs> so, uh, I, for me, I think I would marry Ant because I just think well, that would be just pure entertainment for the rest of your life. Uh, I think I'd have to, I'd have to snog Dan because you know he's just a lovely fella. <laughs> I don't think lovely, he'd be, lovely fella. I, he's a lovely fella. I, mean, I, I don't think he's very not, good. He'd probably be very good at it as well. 
It's all right, just form a nice orderly key. I'll get round to you all eventually. So unfortunately, by, purely by default, that's going to have to be avoid Ross for no reason other than the fact that's that cool. it's the last one left. Yeah. The uh, the the bear thing isn't for everyone. I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you off. So John has said the uh, the Primark n- nativity scene. <laughs> which Primark <laughs> is which character? Lorgar is one of the wise men. He's probably the cunt. The no, he, he's the angel Gabriel. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll let you have that. Well, yeah. Yeah. why is, why is Sanguinius the angel Gabriel, the literal angel? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's too much of a nonce. He's the baby Jesus. He's the <laughs> baby Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Jesus Christ. He's the baby Jesus. He's the baby, uh, baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. You'd have Emperor. You'd have Emperor as the. Um... Oh, Emperor's not in that. No, Emperor's God. Primer, he's the Primarchs, isn't it? That was. Yeah. Uh, Magnus has got to be one of the wise men, surely. Yeah. Alpharius um, is all three of the wise men. Alpharius is the sheep in the background. Russ, Russ, and uh, and Magnus are like the the front and the back end of the donkey as a punishment for yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, surely that's um, going to be Alpharius. Oh, being, being Omegon and uh, Alpharius being the, being the donkey. <laughs> like, I could very much see uh, Horace, Mortarion, and Conrad Kurz being like like the shepherds because they don't want to do anything. They don't want to do it, so they've been given the role of shepherd because they don't have any speaking line. Uh, they, they make Conrad Kurz uh, uh, Mary. <laughs> what? No, yeah, no. Just... Angron, right, go with me this one. Angron. As Joseph and Latora Sarin <laughs> as Mary. Got a Primark though. <laughs> oh, that's fun. No, Fulgrim as Mary. Yeah, I think Fulgrim. Oh my Mary. no! Oh dear! Oh dear! What's uh, Virgin Birth? Yeah, doing? right. <laughs> what's old Jatakaya doing at this point? He's riding he, the donkey. <laughs> no, he's he's definitely the guy that's like holding the string with the star on it. No, that's Ferris yeah. Manus. That is definitely Ferris Manus. Petrobo's got to be the innkeeper. Korax is just the shadows because he's an edgy bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am the knight. Do you guys remember the fast show sketch? Sheep, 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 Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Vaguely. Gabriel, Joko. <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. and I could just fucking see a bunch of like Marines just sat watching this nativity, being like, <laughs> Archangel Gabriel, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really fucking me. Maybe I'm too tired. I don't know what's going on. But I think the irony is the fact that we're talking about Primarchs in a religious scene. They'd have to purge they themselves. Built, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were built to remove that. You know what? They're all doing the nativity, and a bunch of Marines are really enjoying it, and then fucking Valdor kicks the door, and he's like, stop it! <laughs> Vulcan be? Vulcan? Uh, Vulcan would definitely be the he's innkeeper. Be, it, it, but no, he's got to be one of the wise men. Because traditionally, if you look at like postcards and stuff, there's always always one of the wise men is is black. And the other two were so, kind of like Middle Eastern. Oh. We we were playing Dark Heresy at the weekend, and um, I introduced a character who's basically like a Gene bulked like Goliath. 
who's a little bit dumb. Oh and yeah. He, get, he got hit on by another by an NPC. And uh, to Steph's character, Steph asked why he wasn't interested in in sleeping with the NPC, and he was like, "Oh, he's just small. I, you know, I'd break him." And Steph is like, "All oh, right, okay, like." He is like half your size, <laughs> and I just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not everyone is swinging Vulcan's hammer, <laughs> <laughs> and like fucking Steph went, like muted himself and just put in the Discord dead, <laughs> and we didn't hear him for like five minutes. He also put oh. character, his character's name AFK. AFK. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which uh, this is from Keith. Which other? Primark than Fulgrim, do you think is most likely to get caught having sex with a manatee? Oh, I wish I'd read that before I read it out loud. <laughs> uh, um, um, <laughs> probably Magnus when he's gone on a warp dust bender. It's either it's either Magnus or uh, Russ because. Russ is quite into his animals anyway. Uh, Russ would definitely think it's a mermaid. Yeah. That's probably what mermaids on Fenris look like. Another one from Keith. If you could have the haircut of any of the Primarchs, which one would it be and why is it Korax's bowl cut? (laughs) 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 Um, Uh... I think... I I, I would go with... um, if I had this, like, this is going to be weird. I would go for Horace if I had Horace, Horace's head shape because he's got a very nice, like, head shape to be bold. Yeah. Whereas it's, the only thing uniform. that's holding me back, yeah, the only thing that's holding me back from shaving my head is the fact that I don't know what shape my head is, and I really, I'm really scared that I'm going to have like a Crichton-esque <laughs> corner going on. <laughs> you, could, you could have. You, you could have, uh, like, you know, the lumpiest kind of phrenology head in the planet on the planet, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, oh, phrenology like so fucked here. up. Oh, it's messed up. Whose spin? I think you would, uh, you would definitely suit the flowing sanguineous locks. I reckon? <laughs> yeah. Fair. You'd look like. Um, who's seen the uh, the film version of Eurovision that? Yes. Netflix oh, did. God. Yeah, you'd look like <laughs> no, the main character from that. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sing ya ya ding dong. Ya ya ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Anvil's Jack says, is Dan a perpetual? Yeah, I think he yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the ladder incident has, has proved to me that I probably am. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Sherlock comes in. Was why does Ross's Iron Warriors avatar look like Shia LaBeouf? I mean, you <laughs> do. now that he's pointed it out, I'm real mad because I can't argue with it. <laughs> I've got to read Phil's out. No, I'm not going to read Phil's out because it's no. not safe for work. Oh, even really on either. a even on a podcast that isn't safe for work, that's not safe for life. <laughs> Where is it? Is Elmer Destroyer Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this Hang is on. a good one that's from seven. Keith. Which three bits of Primark equipment would you put together to make the ultimate fluffy loadout for a Primark? Ooh. That's Ooh, a good that's one. A, that's a good one. Yeah. You see, it would, I, I think you'd have to bust out one of the chain swords, wouldn't you? So either... Um, oh, Dawn's God. Chain uh, Dawn's chainsword or the lion's chainsword, either or. I think that... I think the, or, or what about... Is, does the um, 
You mean the wolf blade? Yeah, whatever. I don't fucking yeah. give a shit. I've just seen Phil's question. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? Oh, right? Anyone that's, anyone that's listened to this that wants to see, wants to see what he asked, join the Destroyer Corps, because we're not going to yeah. say it. And, it's and, on there, though. And enjoy. If you, go, if, you go to, if you go to the Destroyer Corps to see what the question is, you have to answer the question as well. <clears throat> right, so three bits of equipment. I'm going to go for... Russ's armor, pre-invisibility nerf. Um, what? Yeah, back in the day when you had to roll like a six to hit Russ in combat. Back- oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah. Before, before the invisibility nerf, though, um, it meant that you couldn't actually hit him. Yeah, nobody could hit him. Yeah. You can't roll a seven. So I'd go pre pre-invisibility nerf on the uh, Russ's armor. Do you mean post? Uh, no, pre. Because pre- I don't want to get hit. No, no, no. He's saying fluffy loadout. That's hardly yeah. fluffy. I've broken the rules so you can't actually play the game against me. That's bullshit. I thought that's how you played 30k. That's how you play <laughs> 30k. <laughs> that is not how I play 30k. <laughs> Shade thrown, it sticks. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely um, taking Horace's talent because it's so good. So cool. It's a lightning core, ultimately, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's there's a large preponderance of blunt weapons in the Primarchs, really. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of melee weaponry, isn't there? Yeah. Even though they do have range weaponry, it's, there's a. I'd probably go for the um, the Logos as, as the armor. Whose is that? Uh, Petrabo. Petrabo. Oh right, yeah. I suppose. Purely because of purely because of the, like, the the amount of kit it's got. Right, I'm going Horace's talent on one hand, uh, Gilliman's power fist on the other, and um, the Lier blade. Let's go. What? Sorry. Where, where's that going? The Lier. Just going to strap it. Shove it up your japsai. Yeah, and I'm going to windmill with it. Swing it about with your wang. I'm going to strap it to the Primark Johnson and just start windmilling. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh, dear. I just really like the idea that I'm completely naked apart from these two massive gloves and a sword strapped to my back. <laughs> and I'm still the same back, size. Mate. I'm still it's the same height I am. No. You, you've got to maintain a Primark stiffy in order to get, stop it from tripping you over. <laughs> <laughs> See for me, I'd go just on the because well, just because it looks pretty, I'd go for the Imperial Fist dude's armor. Rogel, is it Rogel Dawn? Rogel yeah. Dawn. Yeah, his armor looks quite nice. I'd go for um one of Khan, uh, not Khan, one of um, Angon's axes, and then just a random mastercrafted plasma dickhead gun because most of them count. Most of them carry sidearms, don't they? Yeah, go for uh, Mortarian's yeah. Lantern. That's what oh, I was going to go with. That's yeah. cool. Maximum Fweem. I'd probably go for the, the Logos armor, uh, the um, Horus's Talon, because, like, for the same reason as you, it's just iconically cool. Um, and maybe Dawn's uh, Altar. Oh, uh, Voice of Terror. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, if we both had the claws, we could have one of those like girly slap fights with the claws. Actually, you know what? I won't go for the claw because you've had that. I'm going to go for the lion sword instead. Which one? Oh, the lion sword. Yeah. It's broken, mate. Not at this point. Go for it, but have it strapped to the back of Cypher. So you've got a Matariot on one hand. Matariot? Moratat. No, I've just got his images. So you're... Cypher around while you're trying to hit people. <laughs> you got Cypher attached to the tang of a sword and you're twatting people with, with Cypher. <laughs> Have it! While he's using his pistols. Uh, I, I, I'm having uh, Rogel Dawn's uh, chainsword. Uh, I am taking Perturabo's wrist cannons. Mm. Yeah, and uh, probably actually, I'd take Fulgrim's armor and but his ability is his sword fighting ability. Mm. So, I, I would have thought you'd gone for the spear of uh, Telesto. Telesto, no, that, that's yeah. too many. No, I do like a spear, I like a spear. Spears are great. No. Okay, so this is from Ellis, friend of the friend of the show, Ellis. Double close combat weapons is uh, the best way to run a contempted dreadnought. A, yes, or B, I agree. <laughs> it is correct. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, double, double close combat cortis is uh, it, it's genius because it, it's it's the equivalent of throwing a can of wasps at your opponent. A can of wasps? With, with, um, with legion rules as well. Ellis's second question is good as well. Go on then. Uh, what project or list have you ever thought of uh, that would be really cool and fluffy and you didn't do it because the rules were too OP? So any custode list I ever made. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mine would be Mechanicum because I can't pronounce the words. That's part of the challenge, though, Ant, is you've got to see it as a learning yeah. opportunity. But but the thing is, though, the words are kind of like, words are hard. And also, you know, when you're just looking at the rules, you're like, how the fuck does this work? It's just... Blows yeah, mind. there are some mechanic and stuff that, like, I've looked at the rules and then been like, mm, just going to ask Dan how that works. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, um, yeah, I, I think a reductor list for mechanical. I, I've thought about doing that several times, but it's, there'd be no point because it, it, I might, I might as well just bring a giant fucking haddock. To a game and just slap people with it repeatedly. It'd be as, <laughs> as pleasurable for them as it would be playing the Mechanicum list. Mechanicum Cybernetica stuff is fine. I think. I think. I think you'll enjoy playing against that. It'll be an interesting challenge for you all. But it's, it's not. It's but you. It's not that you won't have tools to beat it in everybody else's in the list that I know that people have. But yeah. But the reductor list that I came up with, like, oh god, that's fucking horrific. I think for me, it might be the as much as I still want to do it, and I might take it to like a proper, uh, like a tournament event as opposed to like a narrative event. Is the um, the, the Iron Fire list with the Mechanicum allies is got potential to be absolutely horrendous, and I want the models because the models are cool. Like the Mechanicum models are cool, but. I don't think I could ever bring myself to actually play that that list at the club against anyone. Yeah, but you from. dropped double Scorpius against Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> and you made him cry all the way home in Stefan's car. 
he brought his he brought his double segment army, triple segment army. <laughs> I responded in kind. That's all I did there. Goddamn arms racer club. Uh, yeah. That's that's like the best questions. The 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 one that Keith asked has me concerned for Keith. Uh, if I'm quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. How how much man milk would it take to fill a gladius class assault assault frigate? Asking for Fulgrim. <laughs> like. I'm not going to ask. I've also changed the wording of it because the word, the way he worded with it, was quite frankly violent, like sexually violent. So, <laughs> um, gee, God, like I say, Keith, I, I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> these people don't get out. They haven't been out. I say they don't get out anyway. But this is they haven't been out for a long time now. Like I asked for I weird, and we got some weird, but. What, what I might do for Keith is I might just nip around his ass and like pop some toast through the door in the shape of the willy if he, if he didn't live with his missus and kids. Yes. That would have been quite good. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Just honestly, just go around and just put a slice of toast through his letterbox and just don't do anything else. <laughs> just post. In fact, you need to do that before this episode gets released so he doesn't understand. You know, you you know, you know, what, you, you know, you know what I might do is so tomorrow, tomorrow being Sunday, I need to go for my hourly daily walk bollocks. So I might do that. I might go stomping across the park and uh, sort it out. It, just, I just, just thought, you know, putting putting a label and a stamp on a slice of toast and posting it to somebody could be the new potato. Yeah, be the just, potato you could do post. that. All right, and Fucking potato. Just, just put a slice of toast, a slice of toast in an envelope, post it as it would be in the post. <laughs> because it'd have no nothing in it, no, no kind of idea what's it, and then he won't know until. Gets the it lists this episode. Where it's, uh, yeah, no, I'll, you know what? I'll just sh- I'll just shove it through his door. Fuck it. I'll just I'll just do. It's just a piece of cold toast. Just a piece of cold toast. And but uh, I don't know. Should I cut it into a shape for a bit of a giggle? No, no. Nah, just like no. a just like a piece. Just like a single round of toast. Just yeah, through that, his that makes it more. Oh, I've got unusual. an idea. Like the, a slice of toast, but with a bite out the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as if someone's just got bored of it halfway through. Yeah, through his oh fuck it, I've had enough of this. Post it. <laughs> All right, okay, I'll I'll make that happen. That'll be good. Fun. Okay, so. <laughs> that's that's all the that's all the questions that we can like legally air without like probably getting in trouble. You bunch of sick bastards. Which brings us like to the last thing on our running order for today, and it's quite a. Uh, it's a it's a big one, lads. It might it might contain some it might contain some oofs. What do we think the future of gaming is going to be like? How are we going to do it? Because obviously, there's the prospect of a vaccine, um, mm. but even with the vaccine, it could be up to a year before things go back to properly normal. Okay. I could be dead before then. I mean, we could all be dead before then. Hopefully, yeah. the Earth's just going to get hit by a meteor. So, put us out of our misery. That or Donald Trump is going to press the button in a massive tantrum, and we're all going to have a real bad day. Or at least it'd be an instant suntan, though. I'll give it that. <laughs> what was that flash? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> gone. Um, right. So personally... wait, before, before we move on, sorry, Anne. Oh, go on. Before we move on, the you know if a nuclear weapon was to go off, yeah. And this thought often pops into my head: there would be like a circular radius outside of the initial blast zone where every single frozen chicken would be perfectly cooked. 
Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, Here that we thought, go. That thought's going to wake you up. You know it's what? not going to wake any of just, us up. Just, no, no, no. You just think of all the popcorn that will suddenly go off at the right, yeah. for the right cooked. Like you've survived, you've survived the nuclear blast and you get home and all your frozen food's cooked. Fuck! That's, that's <laughs> fucking amazing. I love that. Yeah, it, yes. it really, it genuinely fucked me yeah. up the other day. Like, you know, like like your cans of soup, all your cans of soup are nice and warm. It's oh, a perfectly God, cooked yeah. frozen chicken. That's fucking, oh, sorry. That, you know what, blow my mind, love it, I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back, back to the serious topic. <laughs> uh, like the future, right. how we think the future of gaming is going to go. Okay, for me personally, I think that... Let's let's assume let's go down the route of assumption slightly that the the potential vaccine that's about to you know get released to the general public and all this kind of malarkey is that ninety percent effective as I reckon it is. I think it, you'll still get some kind of social distancing, but I think it'll be less capacity in kind of halls and, and you know like tournaments and all that. You won't get as you'll it'll still kind of come back to life, and for your first like six months it'll be fucking weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend of tournaments because people will want to kind of try and get as many games as possible because I've not going for the last like nine months or whatever it's been. I do, but I I do think have to say, I am thirsty as fuck for a bit of dice yeah. rolling. Oh, but yeah, but I think I think you'll get less capacity in in kind of the chip the play like you know Warhammer World or the Fat Cats or oh, you know wherever like, you go to the game. Do, I think do you see yourself less. wearing masks while playing still or you know like... If, if well, the thing depend- is though, for me, yes, because because you know, like we've all got people we know who've who've you know got high high risk. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. just out of respect, so just out of well caution, yeah, yeah, absolutely, got no problem yeah. with that whatsoever. I, I think one of the reasons why I kind of suggest this is like in so um, regardless of vaccine, you know, assuming that we're getting a vaccine, and as Ross points out, that it could be. A year down the line, yet before that, you know, that becomes, you know, a mm. thing that's going to make things safer to do stuff. In that yeah. meantime, you know, got to uh, the way I look at it is like you're you, making the assumption that we're not going to be able to go to the club, uh, you know, for another six months. You know, uh, in that situation, you know, are, are, are we looking at like online methods of playing the game, or is there other ways to to be able to start interacting? Because otherwise, it's like you know. How long do you wait before you know you kind of get fed up with it and want to go and start actually interacting with people, which you know is understandable, but you know you've got you know like you say you've got that that safety consideration in the meantime that it means that you you know the sensible thing is not to go meet up so what what can we do otherwise to start playing the game again? I'm not sure if it's going to be playing the game again, but if you look like what our gaming group did because we started doing the like the the hobby chats on the night that we'd normally be at club. And then slowly that transitioned into like we're playing Among Us a lot because Mm. it gives us, we're still all doing it together and it gives us that element of interacting with each other and it's, you know, it's a game. It's a sense of outlet, isn't it? Yeah. But like you say, I think think we are going to transition into a world for at least six to nine months if not, if not a whole year, where we have to be aware of who's around us and 
you know, if we're wearing masks or not, because the vaccine isn't going to get rolled out to everyone all in one go. And like we were saying before the recording, like some of us fall into the categories where we might get ours first. Like, for example, me, Dan, me and Dan get ours because we, we fall into the categories that are, because I'm old. <laughs> I'm broken as shit. So that doesn't Apparently mean... Apparently by default I'm okay. Well, that doesn't Don't mean that... Comparison. Fucking hell. <laughs> I can swan around without a mask on. Because there's there's other people that I have to think about. Um, having been in the position where, obviously, like you, you were so ill and we were worried about you and we've lost members of my partner's family... To, to COVID, mm. it. I'm more concerned for. If I am gaming, am I in a safe environment? Not just for myself, but for other people, because if I'm immune, that's fine. But I can still take it to other people. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, it's the kind of classic thing where uh, if the virus is on a surface and you touch that surface and then you shake hands with somebody or you touch something that somebody else then touches, the fact that you've got a, 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 you're protected by a vaccine makes no fucking odds whatsoever. You could still give it to somebody else. So, no, I, I can't see places like Warhammer World running events. And Well, I can see them running events because they will drop the numbers Lost. and space out the table. I can't, I can't of, see them running big events. This is, is, what I mean. this, is my, this is kind of my query more than anything else i mean like what's the alternative in the meantime so uh for example the harris heresy boys have announced their uh the second part of the i want to say the syrixis syrixis yeah it's like an on it's a campaign aren't they they're running well they, i don't know the details of it yet they said they're gonna be doing i think it was on their uh what their latest episode i'm not listening to so i'm not sure how what what the what the what the actual plan is to do and I'm I'm very curious to see you know what what we can do as alternatives in the meantime. Like we can't go if we can't go to physical events, we can't go to the weekly gaming club. Yeah, okay, among this is you know currently a, a, a good alternative. But in terms of actual her- heresy gaming, what is the alternatives? And I was thinking like you know you've got um, you know for those people out there that are maybe struggling or you know wanting to get that kind of fixed but not being able to do it is you know like we've been doing with dark heresy, you've got role playing. You could do heresy era role play. Yeah. Uh, you could do. Um, I mean, there, there are online simulators. I've not tried them. I don't know if there's anything for heresy out there. Or tabletop sim. You can play 40k on, so you could play. So there you go. You've on. got that. You know, is that how we? You know, the people could start doing that. Uh, you know, you've got. Um, you know, Discord channels are like us. You the hobby chats. You could do that. You've got the. That's all stuff that's been happening now. Do you know what I mean? Like this is all stuff that's happened during lockdown, and as we move out of lockdown into like the vaccinated future, you know, I might not be comfortable going to club immediately, but like we were saying before the second wave hit, and it looked like we might be getting away with it. You know, I trust you guys enough to say I haven't been in contact with anyone. I haven't got any symptoms. Then cool, come round for a game. Or you know, if we are being super cautious, we'll, we can both get tests done and then don't go outside for twenty four hours. As people start to get vaccinated, 
I think we'll see home gaming come back first, then small club stuff. Like, I'd be happy if we ran, like, a Saturday event at club where... Because the hall's big enough that we can socially distance the tables. Everyone wears a mask. You don't touch each other's models. You don't touch each other's dice. You have your you own know, template you don't, sets. Don't shake hands. We can do the elbow bump thing or whatever. Like, there are there are steps that people can take, that we can take as community organisers, as, like, event organisers, to make things safe for people to kind of restart gaming um do you guys know the sword and board um shop in in derby well i'm on the game i've heard of it but i've not been yeah there. over lockdown when they not over lockdown after the first lockdown when they were allowed to reopen um i've read loads of comments from people that have been there and played games and it the, their social distancing has been really good their um, like the way they ran an event, which is basically like, here's here's your pod of people. You're only going to play these these people. You're not going to talk to, interact, or touch people outside of your pod. Don't touch each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There are there are steps that you can take to return to gaming. Not not the way it used to be, and I'm not entirely sure. Like the way it used to be was okay. <laughs> like. I, as someone who used to go to War Machine events, every year I would go to like the Welsh and I'd come back and be be ill because someone's gone and they've been sick and they've passed it on. Like the the Nationals, I would come back from the Nationals and I would be like I would subsequently get ill. Like it, it kind of got put under the banner of like, ha, ah, you've got convention flu or whatever or convention crud. That's not fucking okay. And realistically, like, it wasn't okay back then, but we all kind of, oh, it's only a cold or it's only the flu or whatever. It's fucking not. a lot more now. Yeah. And it, I don't know, like, I think this year is the first year that me and Lil have only had one cold by this, by, by November. Um, We, neither of us have had the flu. And, like, Lil hasn't brought back anything from school that's made her really sick because all the kids are having to practice proper hygiene and, like, the, the vigilance around people bringing, like, don't come to work if you're ill. You know, and I think the same should apply to gaming. Turning up to an event with, like, I don't know, the fucking flu or whatever because you're desperate to play that event isn't cool and i think as events organizers now i think it is okay to say to someone you're visibly sick leave like i'll refund your ticket or whatever but you mm. you can't you can't like come to this event even if it isn't covid i think moving forward i think there's going to be a bigger emphasis on looking after each other I actually brought up something similar to my boss the other the other day, and I pointed out it's like you know what you're probably finding, you know, a lot with all this working from home stuff is that you're probably getting a lot more efficiency out of staff, especially in these winter months because you're not getting that one person that comes in with a heavy cold and then spreads it around, and then you get the domino effect of everyone being off. Yeah, it happened all the time in our office, but this year we're not going to get that. I mean, by this point, in you know uh, any other year. Yeah, and I think every one of our team would have been off at some point with being with a cold or 
you know, something, some sort of illness because one person brought it in initially, whether it's via, you know, the fact they've got kids and they get it from school, whatever. But eventually you get, essentially you get that domino effect where one person brings it in and eventually over the next few weeks you get people off. And, you know, it just causes, you know, that strain on the team. And the thing is, you could, we've seen it at club. <laughs> like we've seen yeah. it happen at club where someone's turned up and they've been like, oh, I've got a bit, you know, I feel a bit meh. I've got a bit of a cough. And then like the next week, two or three people are, are not there because they've caught whatever person A brought out. And, mm. Like, I honestly think there will be a bigger emphasis move. There will at least be a bigger emphasis in any events that we run on looking after the people that are coming and trying to foster that idea that it's not all about you anymore. Like, you can't just focus on what you want and your enjoyment of the game. There are other people there. Yeah, I mean, the, the the nature of the campaign is it's just people playing games anyway. It's only the commanders that have a slightly different role. Um, something I came up with was a um, a kind of... So it's a, it's a combination of technologies. So the, the thing was, how do, you, how do you model a mechanic that people can make uh, a set of decisions around in order to influence the outcome that feels like they're playing a game or there's some kind of engagement has it got similar sort of aspects to um 30k anyway so the background's easy enough but things like is like an army building element kind of thing but then there's how do you track the results how do you follow that and so basically i found a bunch of stuff online and a new um tool that service uh called incarnate which is a map drawing tool um so what i've started doing is drawing maps for some of the war zones for the campaign oh, okay. all right and then do a kind of like fairly simple play by mail thing where you have um it's kind of rock paper scissors really so if you think about so you have units and units have scores in four categories of i think i came up with mobility defense firepower and assault and a classic kind of elemental wheel so mobility trumps defense defense trumps firepower firepower trumps assault assault trumps mobility yeah think mm-hmm. about that as a wheel and you know going around and then what happens is you 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 build a kind of you've got a points limit for an art for a, a faction and the commander and the the overall commander and the individual army commanders determine who gets which points to do what you build an army out of a bunch of units and then you deploy it to a war zone and you specify and then you might give a sequence of uh saying things like i don't know i I want to use mobility first then firepower then defense say and you key that against what the other person decides to do and you just have a random number in between to determine the result and then based on the result 
you know, stuff happens. But then you've got the map to track where people are fighting and control. So I can draw the maps. I can do the maths. I can do the automated random numbers. I've just got to try it out and see what it looks like. But then we can perhaps start doing that. That does sound really Uh, cool. Yeah. And it's, it's relatively straightforward to do then. And of course, it's the it's the thing. Once you've got those mechanics, you could scale it up. So if you wanted to invite people who are in the destroyer core to take part and just join in, that's fine. Yeah, because it if I can't automate it all, then there's you know there's no there's no advantage. I can't do it all manually, so I've got to automate it. But it's no, it's not that complicated. Bit of Python here and there, I can do that. Python. Python. That's a programming language, right, and not just a trousers neck. Yeah. I, I might just get my trouser snake out. <laughs> well, you work from home. You're coding in your boxes. Yeah. Like weirdness. Clearly, clearly what know, everybody right? does on, on Zoom calls is crack one out, just like that uh, US, was he a senator, congressman? I can't remember which uh, one. Wasn't he like one of the religious advisors? It might well have been. I'm just having yeah. a wank. Everybody has a wank on a Zoom call, don't they? No, no, just you, mate. Just you, you deviant bastards. Like I say, I think the only thing we can do going forward is find ways to play like online, whether it's tabletop sim or playing in your own home or the system similar to Dan's. And then just being conscientious of other people because even if you've been vaccinated, everyone in your gaming group might not have been. Um, And, you know... Even once we all, all have been vaccinated, there are still going to be vulnerable people that can't have the vaccine for whatever reason, whether they're allergic or, you know, just mm. stop being stop being selfish dickheads, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're all guilty of it at some point in the past, but... There's no excuse now. No, there's not anymore. We've all, we've all seen, you know, wearing a mask is, doesn't hurt. Really I could quite happily, I could quite happily wear a mask now every time I go out, and it, you know I don't want to go back to the time when there isn't a meter, two meters between me and the next person in the queue because people are grubby. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't yes. want, I don't want you breathing down my neck. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point, isn't it? But then the thing is, though, in the you know from the gaming perspective, I think you know as long as you are. You know, if you, if you play against like-minded people, then you'll have that mutual respect for each other to say, you know, you you can you, you know, you, whereas whereas when you kind of play the random, you know, that, that comes down the club or the shop or wherever you go to, that's that you know, that is basically a bit of a cockwomble. That's they're the people that will slowly not be able to get the games because people won't want to go near them. I don't think we'll see things like Adapticon next year. Um, there was talk yeah. about that already I think someone was uh, I'm sure saw a post somewhere about how some big uh, events not going to be happening Yeah, and people I can are already see... starting to say well why not I'm just like, I can see quite a lot of mad. big events not happening like if games day happens I'll be astounded um, purely because like if you rush back into it it makes everything worse Just just look at our first lockdown and how it ended and what it led to. So, well, it's interesting you say that because, like, you know, if you if you look at, say, for example, um, salutes, 
and salutes like a massive, massive, you know, trade show. Um, and you know, you look at salute and and you know, will that happen? Won't it happen? You know, who knows? I April think something, year, I doubt something, something like salute. I think you could do a very good, um, like digital, like because there's been digital conferences and stuff, um. And realistically, like, if you get all the vendors together and you get them all to do, like, promotional videos and you give links to their web stores and they do, I don't know, 5 or 10% off with the code. Yeah. It, it's something to make sure that those vendors are still going to get the, like, the revenue they would from a, from the event like Salute. But it's also yeah. a way to keep Salute in people's minds and keep it safe. I won't be. I'm like this. Is, me and Lil recently had the conversation about do we postpone the wedding? Um, yeah. Because like a month ago, there was no news of the vaccine, and without wanting to get too political, like our our government have, have fucked it. Like, so I was sat thinking, you know, realistically, the wedding's in 2022. Do we push it to 2023 and hope they get a vaccine? Because the last thing I want to do is send out invites that say. You know, you have to turn up to the wedding with a printed out 24-hour, like, COVID test um, to say that you, you don't have symptoms or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, hopefully, the vaccine means I don't have to do that and my, I don't have to move the wedding and X, Y, and Z. But the same I think will go for big conventions and big like the big tournaments as well. I don't think they'll be able to run next year, even if the vaccine does happen, mm. at the scale that they would normally run at. Um and if they do, then the organizers need to have a sit down and a think about whether lining their pockets is worth like the potential risk to people's lives. Mm. Um and unfortunately that's just that's just the way I think about it now like is this event worth potentially me or one of my family getting sick because i went to it and the answer is like unilaterally no yeah yeah i mean it's but, shit but it's the it's the hand we've been dealt so well the thing the thing is the, the other thing to consider is this you know for generation you know you know regardless of like so i was talking to isla about this the other day and i said to her i says I says we're quite lucky, but we're also quite unfortunate at the same time. I says because I says we will never live through this ever again. I says we, you know, we'll we'll be the only ones to kind of go through that. I says so we'll learn we'll learn a lot of things. You say that, but we've lived through uh, two once in a lifetime economic crashes. So yeah, <laughs> I was I was saying no. more to do with like kind of you know like the you know the you know the actual kind of the whole world has been on lockdown kind of scenario. I says, you'll never experience that ever again. Well, in I mean, ho anyway. hopefully we don't. But, um, but it's, you know, it, but the thing is though, it, you know, the way, the way that I'm kind of dealing with this whole scenario and I was, you know, when we were talking the other night on the, on, on the, um, the Among Us game, you know, and it's like, you know, each of us, are, you know, faces our own, you know, like kind of demons with regards to, you know, whether you live alone or whether you're living with, you know, people you don't like and all this kind of stuff and 
you know, everybody's dealing with her in their own way. And, and we're really lucky as, you know, between the four of us, we're really lucky because we've got hobbies, we've got people we can spend time, we've got people we can chat to online, or we've got, you know, just the WhatsApp groups or, or you know, talking to like, you know, we have for, like we have tonight. There's some people out there who haven't got what we've got because mm. they were reliant on the Saturday afternoon football or the well, rugby or going golf or, you know, whatever. Pub. As I said, as I said the other night, like the, the hobby chat for me, like in those initial months of recovery was absolutely brilliant. It, yeah. you know, it made a yeah. massive difference to me it, it, just because it was just me being able to come on and chat with you guys and have a bit of a laugh and re- kind of yeah. remember that those times that we were doing it on a Thursday night, you know, yeah, even if it wasn't yeah, gaming, yeah. just sit around having a chat with people. So it's just what I needed. Thing, I mean, this is the thing. So we, we, we've, we're, we're quite unique that, you know, we're nerds, we're geeks, we're, you know, we've got a niche hobby, you know, we're all kind of like into our plastic crack and painting toy soldiers and, you know, doing army lists and, and all this kind of mumbo jumbo, like watching stuff on YouTube and da, da 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 da. And, you know, even though we're sitting there going, oh, fucking hell, what we're going to do, it's like when once this is all kind of settled down and, and it's kind of, you know, it, we then have to adapt our lives to a certain way of living. I don't think it's going to go back to being normal, normal, but, you know, it'll, we'll go back to normal, but there'll be severe restrictions put into place dependent on obviously what goes on. But at least we'll be able to then carry on with what we love. Whereas there's going to be some people who are going to be so completely disjointed and sit there going, oh, you know, if you can, can't, if you, you know, you have to, you know, go into a lottery to go down the football, for example, or whatever, you know what I mean? I think, I think we're, we're in a lucky group that we can, we can continue to do what we want to do once, once we're allowed to do it. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. You know what I mean? But that's, you know, it isn't great, but then it's not the end of the world. Because if you look at, you know, say, for example, like you look at some of the online manufacturers or some of the online shops, of, you know, games of like Burroughs and Badgers and GW and Warlord games and all the other kind of, you know, Mantic games and all this kind of stuff, the stock sold out during the first lockdown really quick because people like, yeah, I'm going to get some hobby gone. So everyone just kind of invested in themselves rather than moping around and trying to become some kind of TikTok fucking dancing dickhead. <laughs> you know, it's fucking true though. You know, I've had, I've had, I've got a family member of mine who's like, who went really obsessed with TikTok and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, oh yeah, it's really good fun. I'm like, no, I'm good. Cheers. Thanks. I've got a real fucking hobby. And mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Then, but then different people did different things to cope in different ways. So it's just, you know, it is the way it is. Yeah, yeah, I think we were, I think we were really lucky that we kind of, because through it all we've had the the WhatsApp chat, and you know we've supported each other, um, mm. and like when we found out that Spin was ill, and you know, we did our best to rally around each other and make sure everyone was yeah. like coping with that news kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously like Spin recovered, and we we made been aware that we we like him and we don't think he's a dickhead well so yeah you say that <laughs> until it got better that's true yeah. oh no i mean once you're better you're fair game spin that's how it works yeah. but i think that i think this, that's going to carry on now like we were a community before like we we saw each other on thursdays i think the level of kind of interaction that we have now is much higher like I hadn't really, other than like the game, the one game I played with Ollie, two games, I hadn't really 
spoken to him much and I've I've got to know Ollie over lockdown because we've just mm. been chatting shit and, and bouncing messages back and forth. Um so like in that respect I think it's 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 brought communities, especially our community, it's brought us together. Like we've we've had a, new people join our community during lockdown. Yeah. Um you know and it's gonna be great to get to meet them and talk to them like face to face and play games with them. Uh and I think if that's the one like good takeaway that we get that we've grown our community and we brought someone new in, in into our little group mm. while wow, there's been a global pandemic and we can't talk to each other face to face. I'm counting that as a tick in the win column, to be quite honest. Yeah. And I think the same can be said. I know the, like the Heralds of Heresy are doing like a similar thing they did they did live casts and they got people involved that way um like the Aya Horace guys have been putting content out and they're you know their battlefleet gothic pages like jumping so the communities are there and the communities i think have pulled together but like you say and there are going to be people that have not had that and hmm. you know i think as everything starts to open up again not just our heresy community, but like the fat cats gaming community. I think if we are, if we are there and we're, we're open and we say, look, we're, you know, we can open for this many people. Um, and we'll find a fair way to make sure everyone gets a crack at coming. Yeah. And just, you know, giving people that might need to get a game in and might need to see a friendly face. I think making sure that the that how people organise their games in you know in advance is going to be a big. I mean, we were pretty you know on uh, tight with that anyway because you know generally you're organising games like a month in advance sometimes just to make sure that you you know people are available and whatnot. But that's going to become even more important now to make sure that you know that, like you say like the the right people are getting the right the games at the right time as well. And not having to wait like a month and a half just to get a game in because you know the way that the setup is at the at the time, you know it's. It, I think that 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 the forward bit of forward thinking is going to be quite key going going into that kind of new era, of uh, you know vaccine times, you know like, it's not as we said you know we're not going to be I'm not I'm not going to be assuming that because there's a vaccine going around that everything's going to be safe, you know I'm going to be still wearing masks and. You know, make it like say, right. If there's a new player that's coming in, we'll need to make sure that you know, are, is that player going to be happy with you know their their opponent's going to be safe and vice versa, and you know, make, we want to make sure they're having a good time and enjoying that and getting to get be involved in that community side of of the game, whereas it's not yeah. going to be a oh well, let's just get a game in because they they want to play the game and then we don't speak to them for for four weeks because. We can't, you know, organise another game with them for ages. We need to make sure that you know, they, are, they are getting involved in the other aspects of the community that we've got going on. Yeah, community is going to be key, really. I mean, without without the community we had, my lockdown would have been a lot harder. Um, like a lot harder. I I relied on you guys quite a lot at some at some points to like have a day that wasn't just straight up terrible and. That's nothing like obviously I was in lockdown with my with my fiance, but you know we were both struggling. Like, 
I'm lucky that my family live locally. So once we were allowed to form bubbles, you know, we could go and see my parents kind of thing. But, you know, her her parents live in Leeds, uh, live up north. So she's not been able to see them. And she's got her community, which is like the, the crochet and the crafting. And her friends there have helped her through when it's been hard. Because sometimes I can't just be like, hey, let's watch a film and it'll be great. And sometimes she can't just be like the same because that's not good enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So being able to jump into the chat and be like, what's popping? And then Dan's like, here's 6,000 things I've painted. Or you're like, oh, I've had this mad idea to turn a Hellblade into a, a proxy for a, a Pranaris fighter or whatever. Rhino. <laughs> or you've printed a fucking like bunch of true scale rhinos. Like, it's that little window of escapism that really oh, helped yeah. me. Is an example of like how what are, you know the the community that we've got going on that little uh, kind of uh, inquisitor competition thing is a great example of just a random idea that's been turned into something that's kind of getting everyone together to do something that you know might have been done down the club but you know I, honestly I don't think we would have come up with that idea down the club because we were just too busy playing games whereas it, it's something that's kind of given people a little bit of focus to kind of concentrate on and. Kind of like, oh, let's let's make a bit of a competition out of this, shall we? And you know, we, we we all got together. We all had a idea of a miniature that we could do. We all voted for what the final one was. Everyone seemed to moan about what the final miniature was somehow. But uh, <laughs> I, I could have told all... you that before we'd even come up with the idea of what we, we were going to do. It was so yeah. obvious. Yeah. So, but you know, okay, yeah, you know, I like the I like the fact that we've gone. This is the model do what you will with it, whether it's a different paint scheme or method. Of, you know, It's a way of showing off how you would do your way. And I quite like that. And I, I think that's something I'd encourage other communities to do is like, have a bit of fun, you know, do something that's going to be a little bit of competition or just a little bit different out there. That's it's just going to get people kind of coming together to do something that you might not normally have done because you're usually gaming all the time. Your painting yeah, competitions true dioramas stuff like that you know sometimes you see all these stuff on facebook all the time yes but you know not necessarily within your own gaming group um but, you know, i mean the wider community pulled together as well oh absolutely like, i've i've i saw like there's the return to istavan thing that started at the beginning of lockdown there's i've lost count of the number of sorry i was going to say for me the isolation paint challenge was really good yeah, because it was like loads of different people from loads of different kind of gaming backgrounds, whether it was historical, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever, and they're all kind of like, you know, this is what I've done this week, this is what I've done that week, and that was superb, to be honest with you. I mean, there's that there's that thread on the Fat Cats page that, that Lee threw up that's got like oh, nearly yeah, yeah, three hundred yeah. comments on it. Yeah, it's basically yeah. show us how you're there. getting through lockdown. What's your what's your um, yeah. you know what's your current project at the moment? What are you working on? So I think I think like like I've said, community is the way to carry this forward. Like we've pulled together during lockdown. Now it's time to use that community to look at how we move forward together. Um and it has to be together because in individuals are dicks, you know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> the the community has to be on the same page. As as it comes as we move forward, like 
if someone says I'm going to run a 60 man event like I know it's going to be hard to resist because you want to get your game on but the, the community needs mm. to be like ah come on 60 is a bit much unless you've got like a fucking football pitch to play on yeah um but then, then, so as a result, do you organise events that are specifically that will work better because of the smaller people, or like linked events instead? So, you know, you have ten player events, but you have them over a run of uh, you know, uh, you know, four months, but they're all essentially the same event, but with a different cycle of people on each event. Make it like a leap, you know. Personally, I can see like the like us saying, right, we're going to talk to our venue, we're going to book this Saturday. And we can have eight people. Eight people, twelve pound each pays the the cover the venue. I I, I will pay twelve pounds to play like two games of Heresy and hang out with with our Heresy guys. Yeah, and yeah, 100%. I need to wear a mask, and we need to st- we like stand far apart from each other. But like, that's, that's I'm putting cool. you on the other side of the hall. I'm sitting on the other side of the hall. And we're shouting at each other. That's that. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And if that's how it is, if that's how, you know, if every few, if every month or whatever, I have to spend like twelve quid to have a couple of games, I'm doing it. And then as you know, as as time progresses, it can go back to having club nights, but you know, they might be smaller. And then I can see a point in the future where we get back to the club how it was hmm. like the numbers and the games every week and you know being able to go to events and go go to warhammer world just to go to bugbins or whatever but that's like a year away or more and we need to be patient and the community needs to realize that just because there is a vaccine doesn't mean everyone's had it and just kind of like be chill Events will come back. Like, you've got another six to nine months to paint your stuff before event before you can like go to an event. I mean, yeah, paint your shit. Once we know there's a vaccine, the stress drops off because that that inevitability of this is going to be here forever goes away. So if you are having a bad time and you can't concentrate, hopefully the knowledge that there is light at the end of the tunnel means you can relax and get back into your hobbies. And, you know, that extra bit of time means you can paint that dope army you've wanted to paint. Mm. But I think, because it's getting late and I think we need to, because we could go on forever about this. Yeah, but it's getting to that time where Ant might fall asleep soon. <laughs> as like as like my closing... Oh, Honestly, Ant, that's throwing so much shade. I'm not going to participate. I know, in right? <laughs> just, just to round out this little this little bit, if anyone in the Phosphex community is struggling. If anyone needs like some banter or you need to reach out and say, Hey, I'm having a bad time. Like we're here. The destroyer core, like, the destroyer core's there for you guys to talk to us and each other. So like, if you are having a bad time and you need that link to that community, jump in the destroyer core and throw a post up. Even if it's just like, Hey, what are you guys painting the minute? What are you planning? Because we'll we're there, we'll talk to you, and like we will bring you into our community if you don't have one. Because that's the important thing at the minute is like having links to other people. So, like even if you don't need the community and you just want to be in another community, search the Phosphex Destroy Phosphex Party Destroyer Core on Facebook. 
join the group, throw up a message, whatever. And there is, and there's all sorts of random shit in there. Trust me, there really is. You also remember you can also message the uh, the Phosphix party page directly as well. We do have a messenger system yeah. on there. Yeah, and we'll answer. Yeah. So if you need to reach out, you need someone to talk to about whatever. Like we're we're here to be like your your socially distanced bros, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I mean, if it's just you need a bit of inspiration to do something. So, like, yeah. if you want me, like, if you just want me yawping at you saying, why are you not painting this model, you slack motherfucking bastard? Or, or if you like, it, or if you like, you know, you've got an idea, you, know, you want to have uh, some, like, you know, back and forth on this building or ideas for a new army or, you know, what's that new lockdown project that you want to work on and you're struggling for some inspiration? Hit us up. We, we, yeah. we if anything, we, you know, it's not. It, it, we're more than happy to jump in and help out because we love it. We, you know, we love we love this hobby. We love the community. We love, we love just like getting involved and helping out. And you know, <laughs> it's never going to be a bad a bad a bad message from our perspective to to be yeah, you guys. Yeah. And there's four of us. There'll be one of us free to chat to you. No, perhaps. I mean, in other news. Uh, there's been movement on the logo, chaps. Oh, what? Really? On our, our, our new logo and our. Uh, our Did art you promise the... Lottie that I would do rude things to her? I didn't have to. <laughs> I think okay, I think cool. the way you were talking to her on Thursday during Among Us. See yeah, I think one. she's. Yeah, you, you've you've more than paid off uh, the, the, her fee based on that. <laughs> but yeah, she's doing as a she's doing as a new logo, and she's doing the logo for the 69th Expeditionary Fleet. <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah. Once we have that, we can open the doors to our Patreon, and people can see the the shiny rewards we've got for them. And of yeah, course, we've also got the um... red bubble. Yes, I was. About we to have say. got the red bubble, which I've designed a new T-shirt for. It's a World Ooh. Eaters T-shirt. Well, well, not a T-shirt. It could go on anything. So it's the World Eaters logo with a pair of crossed chainsaws in the background, and it says "Axe to Mouth." and i was very proud of it (laughs) but yeah um basically like once once we've got everything and our ducks are in a row we will post it all over social media and yeah you can see our shiny new merch and our new logo and stuff it'll be it'll be super sexy sounds amazing can't wait but yeah Ant's doing household tasks to stay awake, so I think, Dan, you should uh, sign us off, my friend. Well, <laughs> as often, as we often say, it's been emotional, people. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. We will be back in, I don't know, four to six weeks. 30, <laughs> yeah, 50 it'll be wild Christmas hogs. edition. I don't know, something it'll like be, that. It might be the Christmas edition. Hey, well, look, I'm off from the 9th of December, so... You yeah, know, that, I, I, I am... Yeah. I mean, in that time, you are going to run out of stuff to paint, aren't you? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I've, I've got, a, there's a lot of digital content to wade through. And if they release, if they release Baldur's Gate 3 full edition uh, rather than just early access, I'm screwed. Because uh, that, yeah. that's like 250 odd hours of gaming, that which will just suck me in. There's also a spicy Christmas commission on the horizon. Oh, game on. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you later.
Peace. Bye.